I need that sports, sports encyclopedia. We West Steve Kim. Got trend in the cut. What up, what up, what up, man? The real Coach JB. My main man, Big Smitty. Ah! Are y'all ready for this? Run like something to prove it. In any metric, coach, you cannot have Russell Wilson. Here. Nick gave me my first offer. Like, it, it, you gotta have that store. You gotta be marketing. Hockey, football, baseball, then basketball. Oh, I love this fucking show so much. Dude. Are you mixing light and dark? At 11 a.m. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm elated that I can be able to coach, that I can be able to mentor these kids, uh, and give them everything that I've learned over the last 20 years. Get Smitty and Jason Brown killed the ass around. We want the game to miss and we switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we killed the ass around. We want the game to miss and we switched it and filled the gap. You are now tuning out to the Coach JB. What up, what up, what up? The Co Real Coach JB here, man, for the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty. We are proud to announce we have a new ad sponsor, and that is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports DFS platform in North America. We are one of the easiest and most exciting ways to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more. Then or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Price Picks is a skill-based, real money, daily fantasy sports game. How does it work, you ask? You pick two to six players, and if they will go more or less than their Price Picks projection, you will win. Players can choose from a vast selection of sports and stat types not offered anywhere else. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes college football. We're about to start up. Pro hockey, pro basketball, pro football. NFL season is here. Plus pro baseball, pro golf, men's college basketball, NCAA tournament, plus women's college basketball, soccer, women's pro basketball, esports, pro car racing, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, you name it, we got it. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. Prize Picks does it all. And I just got to be honest, dog. I started doing prize picks, and I won instantly. And that's why I am endorsing prize picks to the fullest right here on the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty. Go to prizepicks.com backslash Coach JB and use Coach JB as the promo code for a first deposit match up to $100. So go to prizepicks.com slash Coach JB and use code Coach JB for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the best betting app online in North America. Go get it and do what Coach JB and Big Smitty does every day. We bet prize picks. Head on over there, prizepicks.com slash Coach JB and get you $100 match right now. Appreciate you. Peace.
What up, what up, what up? Coach AB with the big Coach AB show with Big Smitty. And without further ado, we're going to bring my main man right in, right out the gate. He probably combing his hair, doing something with that Stephen A hairline, LeBron hairline. Huh? Um, so he's probably doing some weirdo shit. Um, show is. Oh, what's going on, y'all, man? What's going on, man? It's Talk That Talk Tuesday. Dot Talk Tuesday. JB in here with another damn T-shirt. What you rocking today? Oh, shit, I forgot. Uh, Prestige Worldwide <laughs> presents Boats and Hoes. Boats and Hoes. Boats and Hoes. <laughs> you don't know about this, Prestige Worldwide. <laughs> hey, I saw Eddie, Snoop Dogg performing Boats and Hoes on Twitter yesterday. Eddie no waves. Eddie said you got no waves. <laughs> Eddie. Pull up Eddie real quick. Eddie, Eddie's scared. Eddie, show your face, Eddie. We know what you look like, but put your picture so everybody else in the whole world can see your face, Eddie. You got zero waves. You ain't got no hairline. You ain't got no waves. You ain't got no abs. You ain't got no biceps, no triceps, no pecs. You don't get no hoes. You don't get no boats. What's next? I mean, I mean, the list keep going, JB. It keeps going. The Cowboys suck. I mean, what else? <laughs> Dak his ass. It's going to be live today. We got a lot going on. Chris Olave got arrested. Um, driving fast, over 40 miles an hour over the speed limit. Why? Why? Big Smitty. I, I don't get it. I, I'm not, I'm done. Guess what? We're not going to take too much time on it. You know why? why? Fuck it. Let them fucking do whatever they do, homie. Because at this point, you can't save them all, Big Smitty. You cannot save them all. Real yeah. shit. My, my wife told me the other day, JB, because, like, the way my heart is set, JB, I want to help everybody. Like, I always put myself on the back burner to help everybody else because that's just who I am naturally as a man. My wife told me to my face the other day. We were having a deep discussion. She said, baby, you can't save everybody. And that shit, that shit hit home. I was like, damn. She been listening to JB? She been listening to JB? You read JB book? Hey, man. She from the hood. Shout out to Detroit, man. Seven mile better mile. Hey, <laughs> Justin Ross was arrested, I believe. Um, and there was a third player arrested uh, over the weekend. Um, here's my point. I was going to ask Patrick Queen this yesterday. You can't save them all, and I don't feel sorry anymore. Like, I used to want to save them. I don't want to save them no more. I want to find one, try to save that one, and see if it trickles from there. And motherfuckers catch it. Because if not... Hey, dog, I can't lead. I can lead you to water. Can't make you drink it. It is what it is. I got other shit, Smitty. You got your wife, Smitty, to worry about. You got a condo to go get. You got a, a, another goal to go chase. Right. Fuck, dog. These other cats, homie, they, they want you to help them, help them, help them, and then they go backstab you and fuck you. That's very what it is. That's what life is, dog. Let me just be real. Um, But we got the Chiefs on the docket. They're on our thumbnail. Are they back on the throne? Um. I'm going to, you know me, I uh, should have worn a Queendom shirt, but I'm not going to wear the Queendom shirt because I'm about boats and hoes today. I'm going to, um, we're going to talk about that in totality here, but let's get you started with the quote of the day. We got a loaded show. It is Doc Talk Tuesday with Dr. Jesse Morse. Uh, get that like button, y'all. Injuries and what have you. Um, major injuries. Who CMC's oblique injury that he played through last night. Had a pretty good game. Scored two touchdowns. Kept his streak alive, 16 games straight with a touchdown. Um, we're going to break that down. But quote of the day, Big Smitty, days are expensive. 
When you spend a day, you have one less day to spend. So make sure you spend each one wisely. <laughs> yeah. um, if you were home real quick, you know what's crazy? Every single day you live, you're one step closer to dying. It's fucked up. I know it's yeah. foul, but like it just, it's oh, just your death though. clock started when you came out the womb, right? Just saying, death is part of life, homie. Unfortunately, death's part of life. Uh, you know, I don't know. I got a ball thing. I got a ball thing right now. My back tied around my back to my ball to my knee to my ankle to my neck. Yeah, I don't know what could be deck of baldness. I don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Could be neck, back, knee baldness. I don't know. It's all right. You got. You got a new issue called the the the, the Badussi, but, but you I know, know. I try to come up with a name for Badussi, but uh, it's not Badussi. It's like you got Badal. You got you got neck the ball or something. <laughs> hey, I shit. We gotta see what's happening. I mean, I'm still it's still performing good though. You still cool? You still you still okay? Yeah, okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Well, you know, I don't. <laughs> Hey dog, you get older, you don't dive too much into it. You know, you just get a little head. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I don't need to burn all the calories by stroking. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. already kind of lean, cut up. Um, I- Iron board. brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe B L E A V. The brand new network of Matt McChesney. By the way, he'll be joining us. His show starts next Monday. Six. Yeah. Called. 60 to zero. What is it? Zero to 60? Zero to 60. Zero to 60. Zero to 60 on Believe Network podcast. Uh, I'm sure Smitty and I will be on there several times. Um, contrary to belief, Big Smitty, this is a crucial one. You open two gifts every day, Big Smitty. Your eyes. Don't take them for granted, dog. Ooh. Don't take them for granted. Um, contrary deep. to belief, opportunities are like sunrises. If you wait too long, you miss them. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, I'm just telling you. Poll question. Drop your chat. Drop it in the chat. Are the 49ers just another team without Debo? <laughs> hey, dog. Hey, hold on. Let's dive into this. Since we got Chief Queendom on the thumbnail, yeah. I got to dive into that Chief Queendom thing heavy, but I got a 49ers thing to talk about, too. Woo, I can't wait to dive into this one, Smitty. I don't know where you want to start, Smitty. I got my call. I already got my juice cracking this morning. Um, Let, let's start with Niners because it seems like you got something on your mind that needs to be shared with the world. So let's start with Niners and we'll bring it back to the Chiefs before Doc gets on or even after Doc hops on. Let's go with Niners. What's on your mind, JB? Um, I'm disappointed. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yesterday, I called him the best team in the league. Can somebody, please, somebody. Can somebody, I don't know if you could rewind. I don't know if somebody can rewind it or somebody can find it or somebody can tell me. Can somebody just tell me who's been the biggest truth teller when it comes to Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers and Purdy ain't it and all that. And then JB takes all the heat and all that shit. I just want to know, do you know anyone that's been saying the Niners are not really what everyone thinks they are. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out because I heard I heard on this show someone said Shanahan's the most overrated coach in the world. I think someone on this show been saying that for a while. Somebody been saying it. Somebody I'm been saying. Figure it. out 
who that is. Because because if Brock Purdy is so good, because, you know, it's all about the now, Vix. We live in the now. You know, he hasn't lost a game, and he got hurt, and they lost, and it was because of Purdy, and blah, blah, blah. No, it's not. They got a they got a great roster around the guy they asked very little of in Brock Purdy. Let's just be real. And I'm gonna be honest. I love Brock Purdy throwing in anticipatory windows. I like that he's throwing in the windows. Guess what though? He's not very good when he does it. <clears throat> he throws high, he throws low, he throws picks because I I love the fact that he's trying to be an NFL quarterback and stand in the pocket and throwing it on time. I love it. Swear to God I do, Big Smitty. I'm not knocking him. I love it. But he's just not that guy. Mm. He ain't Tom Brady. He mm. ain't Troy Aikman. He's mm. not the guy to throw on time anticipatory window style. I wish Mahomes would do what Birdie does, though. I wish Mahomes would do what Purdy does. Hit his fifth step. Take a hit and throw the ball on time. Guess what? Mahomes can't do it, but we call him the best. We call him the best. Purdy's doing it all day long, but guess what? He just ain't that guy. He's not the guy. Number one, he's not very, he's not 6'4 like Tom Brady. So when he hits his fifth step, he's not looking down on these dig routes and these anticipatory throw windows. He's actually looking up. And when you look up, your elbow goes up. And guess what, Allen? What happens when your elbow goes high, Allen? The ball goes high, and it's an interception as he threw two last night. Let me tell you something. Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk. I've been telling you all for how long. Debo and Christian allows Ayuk to catch the ball. When those guys don't play in the slot and they don't play receiver. Ayuk is another guy. I've been telling y'all, he's a slot receiver who needs gimmicks to get open. He's not a one solo X receiver that I can run a fade stop with, that I can take a shot with, that I can run a bang eight with. No, Ayuk is a crossing route runner. Throw him a bubble, throw him a screen, throw him a hitch. He's not the guy y'all think he is. I love Brandon Ayuk. I think he's a dude. But he's not a X receiver. Mm. And I'm watching the game last night, Big Smitty, and they got him at X. And by the way, I hit five out of six on prize picks. Guess who the sixth one was? Guess who the sixth one was? Ayuk? Ayuk, because he had 50 fucking yards. He needed me 50 yards. Let me show you, homie. Let me show you real quick. So how I much can... money? How much money would you go and make, JB? 500 uh, off a $20 bet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, I'm going to show you real quick. Can everybody see that green means I hit? Who's red yeah. you? That motherfucker's got 50. He's in red, homie. He needed 77 yards. He got 57 yards because he's not a real fucking receiver. Is it is it him or is it Purdy though? Is it him or is it Purdy? Purdy was the best in the league last week. Hold on, though. Let me finish my rant. Because here's the thing: if Purdy's so fucking good and the Niners are so good, why can't he win a game versus Cleveland? And why can't he win a game versus the Minnesota fucking Vikings at home without one guy, Debo? And Trent, okay, you got you got Trent at tackle, 
and you got Debo receiver. So you're telling me, did they sit, did they put six guys on the left tackle side and just fucking overload the rookie? No, they didn't. He actually had plenty of time in the pocket. He stepped up great. He threw the ball on time. He's just not that guy. He is who he is. I love his heart and passion and all that, blah, blah, blah. At the end of the day, the book shall set you free. Mm. That means D coordinators have the book. I will break you down. It'll take me a year and a half or so, just like all quarterbacks that are new to this league. And that's why you see a lot of backups have success, Big Smitty. Because a lot of these backups who have come in the game, like Tyrod Taylor, to your point yesterday, to guys that haven't played a lot. But guess what? If they're athletic and can move and they can sprinkle in a zone read or what have you, why do you think the NFL had so much success with the Wildcat? When they started putting Ricky Williams at Wildcat in fucking 2003. You know why? Because it's new to the books. No one has it. Now I got to add a plus one run game and I got to defend that shit. So guess what happens? It's new. Tyrod Taylor may have some success for a fucking few games. It ain't going to last. Either is the Purdy situation. I'm just keeping it real. If Purdy was so goddamn good. Tell me why he couldn't muster up another seven points last night. I'm just saying. And I'm just keeping it real. You know me. I'm an equal opportunist asshole. If I'm going to talk about Mahomes being shitty, I'm going to talk about everybody being shitty. Or I'm going to talk about Mahomes being good, and I'm going to talk about everybody being good. Mahomes had a good game last week besides the one fucking pass he threw like this to the goal line, which we'll break down later. And then Lamar had a good game efficient-wise. Great game. I still want to break down Lamar Jackson, though. I'll have his film tomorrow Great from the game. last game. I can't wait to break that down when he's back there spinning around, fucking blind, coming out, just throwing. Great gonna, game, yeah. Don't worry. Mark can do that. We're going to break it down. Yeah, I, and, can't and, and, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. We'll have a whole debate. I can't wait. Um, I can't wait. So, so I'm just trying to figure it out, dog, why we anoint these teams through six, seven weeks every year, every year, and we already crown the Niners. You know the last time the Niners won the Super Bowl? Where? 27 years ago. Why do we think that these motherfuckers just keep winning all the time? Like, I'm trying to figure out. He has, They haven't won a game, a meaningful one, in 27 years. But everyone out there who rides the nuts of these Niners thinking that they've just been winning back-to-back -back titles. Because they the haven't way, won nothing. The way you look at it, JB, you only no, look at it as if at. did you win the Super Bowl. And if you didn't win the Super Bowl, you're trash, you suck, it doesn't mean anything. No, it's not, the yeah. The 49ers, they, they, not only are they a playoff team every single year, they damn near end up in the NFC Championship when they're healthy all the time. Really? And they played in two Super Bowls where they, where they were play away from winning the game. I get it. It's a win or lose business. I understand that. But it does mean something to get there. I'm sorry. It's hard as hell to get to the Super Bowl. There's, there's franchises I think that ain't even been, been to the Super Bowl. So I'm saying when you get there multiple times and within the decade, when you play in NFC Championships, when you're a number one, number two seed year in and year out, that does mean something. Now, you're not the best team in the world, obviously, because you didn't win a Super Bowl, so we, we can have that conversation. But it doesn't mean that, that you're shitty or you're not that's a well-coached team or you're okay. not a good team. The Niners are still one of the best teams in the league. Every single year, a, 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 the, the, a good team loses against a shitty team. Last year, the damn Chiefs lost against my Colts at, in Indy. And we could have been like, oh, the Chiefs are overrated. They're not good. They didn't win the Super Bowl. 
Shit exactly. happens. The Niners still won the best nothing, Smitty, Your point. Your point. Regular season means nothing, homie. Mediocrity, the new excellence. Smitty is saying it right in front of our very eyes. He's agreeing. It's okay just to go to the playoffs every year. No, it's not. Here's why I'm so hard on the on the on the Niners, Smitty, to your point. We keep saying they're the best. We keep saying Shanahan's the best. No, he's not. And they're not. The last time I checked, you should win Super Bowls if you're the best. This guy has clucked off a Super Bowl up 25. He clucked off a Super Bowl up 11 that would have kept the Chiefs from winning another one. And then he's clucked off a game last year in the playoffs. Dog, the Ram game he clucked off two years ago in the playoffs. He's clucked off more games than a fucking L.A. hooker, homie. Let's just keep real. So I'm trying to figure out why we keep anointing him as a godly being in the coaching profession when, in theory, he's done nothing. He's done nothing. Is he All a top five coach? Let me ask you this. Because he has a great roster. Is Guess he what a top five coach in the NFL right now? Guess what he don't have? I'll answer that. Guess what he don't have? He don't right. have a quarterback. Him and okay. John, him and Lynch have not got a fucking star-studded quarterback to go along with a star-studded lineup, and it's like it's like the fucking Houston Astros, homie, not having a goddamn closing pitcher. Right. Like, how do you not have the closer on a loaded roster? Like, I'm just trying to figure all this out. We anoint them. We we put them on this pedestal. And guess what? Every year, he 49ers. He 49ers. The 49ers are who they are. And I'm not ever going to stand down. I think they're still going to be the Niners. I don't believe Purdy's the guy. And listen, we live in a what-have-you-done-for-me business. I, I came on here two, three weeks ago and said, I'm impressed with Purdy. Anticipatory throws, blah, blah, blah. But when he does make those throws and is accurate, he's good. When he makes those anticipatory throws and is inaccurate, he's who he is. He's Brock Purdy. And I'm going to be honest, man. This guy has a, a, I think he's 10 games above 500 as a head coach um, in the last, I don't know, five years or whatever. That's like, it's pretty, it's it's, it's mediocre. <laughs> it's not It's not like it's fucking, oh my God, this guy's only, it's not Andy Reid. This guy doesn't win. The meaningful game. Like, I don't know why we just can't figure that out. With that being said, would you say he's a top five head coach right now? We know no. he's Andy Reid. No. All right, JB. Are, are the Niners a top five team? Um, Not, not, I'm going to have my top five performers. I don't know. All if right, I ain't going to, I ain't going to, I don't want to tease. Uh, I don't want to give it away. Now, I, are I, we I, talking top five team right now or top five performers from the weekend? I'm saying team, I'm not talking about performers. I'm saying, like, in my, in my in my eyes, the Niners, even with these two L's, are still a top five overall team right now. Wow. Kyle Shanahan is still a top five overall head coach right now. He's not number one for all the reasons you just listed. To be number one, you got to win the big game, a la Andy Reid. So he's not number one. I agree with you on he that. He's not but five. You either. talk as if like if you don't win a Super Bowl, you're just trash. And he's that, not top that, five either. There, there, there's a lot of space between. Yeah. Are you gonna put him over a guy that's won a Super trash. Bowl? Are you gonna put him over a guy that's won a Super Bowl? I mean, are you gonna put him above a younger a guy his age? So let's say Sean McVay, younger guy actually, who's been yeah. to two Super Bowls and won one, I got and you. beat them on the way to one. Beat the Niners on the way to one. I so 
By the way, the time you beat the Niners, who the, by the way, the Niners dominate the Rams for the most part. Yeah. But when McVay beats Shanahan, he goes on to win a Super Bowl. It's magnifying. It's magnified. So this get this is the youngest coach in football. One of them puts yep. has been to two Super Bowls, loses by three to a New England team. They should have won that game with golf. So he's been to two. One one. Shanahan has yet to win one. Uh been to one as a OC, been to one as a head coach. Um are you putting him above Sean McVay? Probably not. Okay, so then there's no way he's in the top five. But not see, and, and th- this is this is going to piss you off, but I don't really care. I'm saying top five head coach right now. Right now. So I have him in front of Belichick right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm not talking about entirety. I'm not talking about legacy. I'm not talking about I, – listen, we get all that. We don't have to dive into all that. Like, duh, it's obvious. I'm saying right now, right now, I, I have him above him. So that's why he's in my top five. But you could I, argue. I, my question would just be how? Because Belichick is not Belichick right now. What do you mean? So, like, but he, he didn't no, lose. No, 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 no. You're not about to use the whole football is a what have you done for me lately argument and then not use that same energy and argument with Bill Belichick who ain't did shit lately. He ain't did shit in years. Oh, so I don't think that way. Hey, no, no. At some point, you got to update your resume. And we're not talking about legacy. Like, duh. Like, we, don't, we ain't got to bring that up. We understand that. Like, of course. But at some point, it's like, well, fuck. Mike McCarthy ain't won a Super Bowl since I was in, like, a sophomore or junior in high school. You're right. He had a Super Bowl. That's one more than Shanahan. You can never take that away. You can never take that away. But at some point, it's like, damn, bro. Like, I, I, I don't know if you're, like, are you a has-been? I don't want to hear about your state championship that you won in high school no more. You're a grown-ass man. I can't take it away from you. You won it. Congrats. But at some point, bro, who are you today? So I'm saying today in 2023, I cannot, with, 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 with the true, honest energy, say that Bill Belichick right now, in this present moment, is a better coach than McCarthy when he's laying, when, when he's when he's has the Patriots going to hell right now. Yeah, they won a big game against the Bills. Woo, woo. They're shitty. And they've been shitty under Bill Belichick. It is what it is. So I'm not talking about overall legacy. We're talking about right now today. I got to put them in front of him. So I have them in my top five. No order specifically. You, you can go Andy Reid, Pete Carroll, McVay, Tomlin, and I would go Shanahan right there. That's how I would go in my top five. However way you want to you wanna slice it and dice it right now today. All I'm saying is everything you said was correct, JB. I'm not really arguing with you. I'm just saying the way that I look at everything that you said, the way that I package that, he's still a top five coach, and the Niners are still a top five team in the NFL. It means something to me when you can go not only to the playoffs, but you go to the NFC Championship often. When you go to the Super Bowl often. You didn't win it. I get it. But only two teams every single year even make it to the dance. And if you're one of those teams – that's a lot to me. The Dallas Cowboys and Eddie Manyweather ain't even been to an NFC championship since I've been born down near. They ain't even been there. And we still put them on a pedestal. So if I'm a Niners team and I at least get to the big game and I'm a play away, then fuck, man. I'm 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 still I'm still one of those dudes. I'm not the dude. I'm not Andy Reid. I'm not Mahomes. I'm not the Chiefs. But I'm fucking right under there in that next tier. There's levels to this shit, and I get it. They're not at the top of the top. 
but they're damn sure not nowhere near the bottom. And as a coach, you know that, JB. Like, it's a difference between being top dog and then just being ass and then being average. They're above that average point. The Niners are a legit team year in and year out. They need a quarterback. You're right. They tried to get one with Trey Lance, and that was the wrong move. They failed. They made a big mistake. So for whatever reason, they can get every single position right, tight end, receiver, running back, O-line. But when it comes to the quarterback position, they cannot seem to get the right QB. Part of it is because they're a good-ass team every single year, and they never get a top pick. And the one time they did get a top pick when they had a bad year, they messed it up and got Trey Lance. That's what they did. So they made they made a mistake. I'm sorry. Everybody's not perfect. A lot of teams made mistakes with draft picks. They, had, they made one mistake at the correct, correct position, and this is where they're at. So maybe they need to hire you on the staff, JB, so you can go out there and recruit and bring on the right quarterback. And maybe that's the missing piece. But this is still a legit team, JB, and we got to pay respect to the Niners. Let's not act like they're just shitty now because they're on a two-game losing streak. I ain't got to pay them shit. Let me break this down real quick, and I'll drop the mic. Did Mac Jones beat the Bills the other day, or did Bill Belichick? Did you watch that game? Yeah, I watched that game. Oh, okay. Bill, Bill Belichick uh, did a good job of getting it. So, okay, sure. Congrats, bro. You got an upset win. By the way, that's not my point. Not my point. Bill Belichick schemed that game and won that game. Bill Belichick has a fucking horrible roster in every game for the most part. Should have beat the Eagles, by the way. And I'm just throwing this out there. Um, Shanahan can't beat the fucking Browns. Or the Minnesota Vikings without one player, bruh. And we're anointing him above the fucking goat? <laughs> so if you're going to talk about the roster, you understand that Bill Belichick is the GM, correct? 300 wins, homie! Whoa, 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 right, let's move on. Whoa. Hold on, we got to go. Time out, we got our guy in. We got to move on. Big Smitty needs to be shut down anyway. Dr. For- Jesse Moore, you just saved your man, JB. I was about to cook his ass. You just saved him, Doc. Dr. Jesse Moore, I got to ask somebody for the tiebreaker here. Shanahan, to me, is the most overrated coach on the planet. All right? And I've been saying this for a long time. Smitty and I go back and forth. He just put him above Bill Belichick for right now, current standards. Current standards. Right now. Like, today. Bill Belichick just beat the Bills. And Shanahan just lost uh, to the Vikings. But anyway, um, who are you? Who are you, you? You agree with me or agree with Smitty about Shanahan? Because uh, he hasn't won much, bro. So he's done some fascinating things. You know, he he made Purdy into you know a decent, reliable quarterback. Um, but then he always seems to fall a little bit short when it when it comes down to it. Right. I mean, he has an incredible defense, an incredible offense, um, but yet things don't seem to be clicking. And for the most part, everyone was healthy yesterday. Obviously, Debo wasn't there. Well, Trent Williams was there, so it was a bigger, but a couple of big dips, but uh, I, I, they just didn't look very good. They just, you know, so, I mean, the pedigree is there. We know about that. Uh, but at the same time is what, what, what are we missing here when, when it comes down to it? Are they going to miss, you know, drop two, three more in a row? And then we're looking at, a, a you know, a, a five-game losing streak type of thing. And then the Seahawks take the division. Uh, I know, you know, but uh, you could argue it both ways. Until he's won one, two, three, four rings, I don't think there is an even discussion. 
Good job. Thank you very much. We got, we got, Doc. We got I'm not, I'm not gonna cook Dr. Jesse more because, because, because you, you look too clean right now and, and you look too good for me to really go in. So I'm not gonna do that to you. But I'm gonna uh, give you a pass, man. Let, but let's dive in, JB. It's a, you know, what's the latest, man? I feel like there's a lot of injuries again. There's a lot going on. Like, I mean, what's going on? You brought up Debo. How long will Debo be out? What's the expectation there? So this Debo injury is weird. Uh, I, I reviewed the film twice. It was two different plays. Nothing was specifically a bit, the obvious. It looked like, a, if anything, like a classic AC sprain. But he, you know, he was hurting. He was in an interview. He was hurting. Uh, they ended up doing a CT scan, which really you only need for fractures or weird stuff that you don't see anywhere else. Mm. And that's where they saw it. So they described it as a hairline fracture, which basically means that a little piece of bone popped off, but it's not in two pieces or three pieces, whatever. Um, the question is, where is it? Is it on the clavicle right here? Is it on the glenoid, which is kind of the ball and socket, or is it on the scapula? Um, and, and there's, we don't know. Uh, but my guess is the scapula. Uh, that's what Josh Jacobs had a couple of years ago, and he tried to play through it, if you remember. Um, but, uh, you know, either way, I think two to three weeks is realistic because it's not a tr- likely not a true fracture. Assuming he didn't dislocate his shoulder, which we probably would have heard of, that's how you would have got that glenoid uh, or would have likely had to get that glenoid. So, and, and clavicle uh, hairlines are just not super common. Uh, it can happen, I mean, but it's so, I mean, Ayuk, I don't know what happened to him last night in the second half. I mean, he just disappeared. They didn't throw to him at all. Um, so but I think they could use him, obviously, but I think two to three weeks um, is realistic. More. All right, I gotta ask you a glaring question out here. I don't know if you know this or heard anything or got any insight on this one. Um, this uh, you know, guy that everyone thought was rookie of the year, Bijan Robinson, questionable mm-hmm. illness comes about. NFL is investigating as of right now. I understand it's underway right now. They're investigating this injury that he basically didn't get any touches. Last few weeks, he's been kind of a non-factor. Uh, everyone's yeah. kind of worrying about it. Um, any word on this guy? No, I mean, so two things popped into my head. One of the things my, my one of my team members mentioned, they're like, isn't it possible to have a headache up to seven days after a concussion? Mm. And I said, yeah, technically it's true. Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming they screened him. There wasn't anything obvious in week six. Um, again, he like, hasn't struggled. That'd you know? be like a three. Say that again. I'm sorry. That'd be like a level three concussion. Uh, I mean, I don't. I personally don't grade concussions anymore because they, you know, they're all different. But um, it would be, it, it would be, it would be a little surprising because usually they don't present that late. The more concerning ones are the one like Roshan Johnson has. He's been, he, you know, he's been out two plus almost three weeks now. Um, but, but you know, the question is, was he having any other symptoms? Is this just an isolated what we call cluster headache, which oxygen works great for? Um, or is this just, it was just a migraine, which if anybody's ever had one day, you're, you're utterly miserable and you shouldn't even be on a football field. Uh, or, you know, was this something bigger that we need to know about? So I, I don't have any red flags right now. He has a clean injury history, uh, in general. So obviously they don't usually talk about this type of stuff, but, um, I don't really know. I don't have any details. I, I, it killed a lot of us, uh, whether fantasy or Vegas or whatever, you know, fantasy. but, um, and I think that the NFL is going to come down with a hammer as a result because they're partnered with all these betting. And now you have someone who you should have had, you know, 20, 15, 20 touches all of a sudden gets basically nothing or pretty That's much true. nothing. Yeah. 
Everybody, because like I'm in a fancy league, and one of my friends, uh, you know, uh, you know, we got money involved, all types of stuff going on, and he had him starting his fantasy and was so pissed off this past week. Yep. Like, we, yeah, you know, there's no way that any of us could have known. They, they nope. don't tell us anything. Yeah, hey, no, I mean, I know uh, Spinny has some questions. I gotta, I gotta ask you before we get to the big names. Um, there's a there's a fantasy guy that's big out there that a lot of people pro- may not talk about on this show, but I gotta ask you. Even though the team's not very good, what's going on with James Conner in 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 uh, in, in Arizona, and is Kyler Murray coming back? Mm. Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, uh, James Robinson's had a significant history of knee injuries. I want to say they're probably to his right, but this one, it wasn't. They didn't say anything. The video was weird, so it wasn't obvious. It was like he landed upside down, and it was like a weird play. Um, so again, we don't really know a whole lot. If I were to guess based on his injury history, it's his right knee. He's had MCL reconstruction, um, but and when he was in college. But uh, that that video, if anything, looked like his left. But again, it was there's nothing obvious. So he's the type of player that's going to come back in probably four or five weeks, unless it's bad, bad. And we haven't heard anything saying it's bad, bad. Um, Mercado, Mercado looked better this week. It, it seems like they're trading or whatever, but Ingram really didn't get any touches besides special teams. Um, it's hard to trust that backfield going forward anyway. But um, in terms of Kyler, yes, I think they're going to bring him back probably week 10. Week 8 and 9 have tough matchups. It doesn't change anything. But um, And and, and Do- Dobbs, Dubes, how you pronounce it, it looks pretty good, I mean, considering. Um, but I think Kyler is obviously that another level, little dude, physically but just a beast um i don't think his rushing will be the same not surprising but he's still going to have that, that that sneaky fast mobility and then you'll see hollywood pop up you'll see uh mcbride step up michael wilson will, will start to pop a little bit maybe rondell because he's kind of shifty too um and and you know but but i think i think this was fascinating because there was a decision whether or not they wanted to play him this year because he has a 29 million dollar um contract clause that if he didn't pass a physical in march or whenever it is it automatically goes in but if you look at the price of qbs right now that's actually kind of a bargain so maybe maybe they look at it like maybe that this is their franchise you know they actually want to stick with them i i don't know how this is going to play out but i do believe he comes back probably in the next two-ish weeks or so I've been hearing some rumors from a couple of buddies of mine that coach in the league, and they're like, dude, I don't know why. The Cardinals are going to try everything they can not to play that dude because it doesn't make sense. Like week 10, their, t- their team could be possibly one and nine at that point. <laughs> they could be yeah. one and nine. Why do you play this dude, A, or do you play him just for a trade bait scenario yeah. to show that he can still play so we can uh, get yeah. him out? Because right now, him and Deshaun Watson contract look like the two worst in football right there with yeah. Russell Wilson. So those three guys right there have a huge, huge amount of money out there that they're really not performing. Wilson's playing better, but the team's just so atrocious. Um, leading me to this, Deshaun Watson. Um, <laughs> you said it, said it last week on here. We've talked about it. Uh, that that view we put that clip out. I think it had like over a million views when we when you said that when he was in Houston that day. What's going on with Deshaun? And is it more serious than people think, or is he? Because I heard Doc before you even answer. I heard he pulled himself out. So uh, I tagged you in a tweet yesterday uh, because I wanted to show you the throwing motion. You probably already saw it, but uh, that's the first time I saw it. Um, his throwing motion was all jacked up. It was not, which isn't surprising to me, but the problem with the subscap, and I had a, I had a pro in here yesterday and we were talking about it and I was like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, of course. Like, there's no way he could throw, <laughs> he could throw with that injury. Um, 
And the problem is he needs to be able to follow through and cross his body if depending on where his hips are. And he can't do that with a subscap injury. Um, they blamed it on the concussion rule of not, we know what, even though he cleared it, he's not ready. He wanted to be ready, but he's not, you could see it. He wasn't ready. Um, you know, if he was fighting for a contract, maybe he is ready. Uh, so who know, cleared him? Who cleared him a couple, you know, way back when, when, that's a good question. Cleared I, him I, I, I don't, I don't, I think it's a lot of finger pointing. I don't know if we ever hear anything true. Um, whoever cleared him, obviously either he's baby in this or they jumped the gun or one of the two. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. You know, I don't, I, I you know, even you know, all you had to do is do a simple subscap. Um, you know, basically put your hand on the middle of your back and have someone try to push away from your back and, and have you push. And, and if that, if you can't resist, you can't throw, you're not, it's not going to happen. Mm. Uh, there's, there's a common thing out there that like, you know, when you get pulled out, you go into the tent and you get pulled out and, and the doc says, regardless if it's the turtle doctor or it's the outside guy, you go take your gear off. Because you don't usually sit on the sideline with 20 pounds of gear on for a whole game and watch if you were pulled out. But when yeah, you pull yeah. yourself out, you kind of sit there with your gear on like he did because it's kind of like a all right, I can still go if needed so that my players don't think I'm just quitting, but I'm, I'm still here. Yeah, I can see I'm that. I'm telling you, it's weird. I don't know why you would be in full gear on the sideline the whole game if you were pulled out. But let me well, say this, though, JB. It, it, even if he did pull himself out, is that a problem? Like, only you know how you feel. So, like, for regardless of what the doctor – it's been multiple times, you know, we play, we all played the game. Then many a time the trainer or whatever said I was good to go, but I I just know that like I don't feel right. So like at the end of the day, you know how you feel. It ain't necessarily soft. It's just like, hey, this this feels worse than what you're telling me it is. And I don't feel comfortable. I mean, I, I think you're both right. I think that he knew he wasn't right. We saw he wasn't right. Uh whether or not the doc cleared him from a concussion perspective, mm. if he didn't clear him, they would have pulled his helmet and he wouldn't have been able to, he wouldn't have had it. Right. Uh, so that, you know, and they were said, no, he's done for the game with a concussion. So even if they cleared him for the concussion and he said, Hey, I just, I, you saw me out there. I can't do anything. I was one for four with, uh, with an interception, like, right. you know, so like in that regard, in, in that regard, I think that, um, it's worth, it was worth it for him to shut it down by the grace of God. I don't know how they, they pulled that one off, but, um, and, and they didn't, you know, that Referee. defense fell apart. I mean, they look good, but they fell apart at the same time. Um, so, but I don't know. That That's still, a, I can't trust anybody on the offense until we see something. Yeah, that's yeah, an man. issue to me. Um, I had I had uh, Patrick Queen on the show yesterday, linebacker for the Ravens. They they got quite a few guys on the Ravens out on injured reserve, and mm. I think mean, one of the best defenses in football. Um, Ooh, they look good. Yeah, they look good. They, they got put a, lot a of, whooping. A lot of injuries on, looking at all these whooping. Games. What what sticks out to you right now as far as a guy that's going to be either A, bet on a lot, or B, just important to their particular team? Justin Fields being one that pops up. Um, I don't know what's his deal. Yeah, so we're getting mixed signals here for Justin. Uh, initially, they said dislocated thumb. Traditionally, when you dislocate your thumb, depending on where you did it on the thumb, you have to tear a ligament or at least partially tear a ligament in order to pop it out. Um then uh, because it's your throwing thumb, you obviously need to be able to grip. And uh, yes, you can wait for the swelling to go down, but if that ligament is not stable enough, you can't, you're not going to be able to hold it and in, in, in constantly grab and throw consistently. 
So usually that means surgery, but they said, hey, uh, no, you know, obviously missed week seven, but say now unlikely for week eight. So you're already two weeks out. Um, and then they say, oh, maybe another week or two. It's like, are they slow playing this and then eventually just going to shut them down? I don't know. You know, Bajet looked okay, I guess, you know, but, um, but, but I don't know. I just, I feel like he's one fall away from dislocating it again. And it's like, all right, now you really need surgery. I, uh, I so, get this game tomorrow from NFL Films. I'll have this game on breakdown, and I was watching it uh, as it go. It's going in my computer. It takes a long time for these games to come into my system, and uh, I was watching this game, and I'm like, the Bears O line sure look good. It's ironic when you stay in the pocket and step up that the the O line looks better than it is when you escape and run around. It's crazy how that works <laughs> in the NFL. But I'm just gonna throw that out there for Smitty to dot eat on. Uh, in all fairness, Fields looked really good his last couple games. All fairness. All right, so this is uh this is this Deshaun deal. You're saying, walk us through this. You're saying, well, first of all, this is a very hard throw from any quarterback in the NFL to make. Yeah, yeah. He, look, he's not square at all. His his right knee's facing to the right. His left knee's his foot off the ground. <laughs> this is a tough throw either way. So you're not going to get a lot of velocity on that football. No. Um, is this his head there hitting? Is that what they're saying? Or that's shoulder? probably what they called it, and, and that's probably why it, they, they, he didn't have one because he, he didn't he didn't completely hit like a two-way hit. He kind of hit like a little bit. But remember, that looks like concrete. If I remember, it looks like turf. If, if, if I remember correctly, yes. Yeah, um, so obviously, there's concrete under there, so you have less give, so to speak. Uh, but you know, he he made some throws. But okay, so you got to remember that. He's only he only made what four or five throws. It's not like he threw the ball thirty times. Yeah, right. uh, but you, you saw him try, and maybe he could do it for three, four times. But every time you try to throw it, that subscap's getting fired, and it's like, mm, I don't think I can do that yet. I don't think I can do that. I mean, you throw the ball two, three yards, okay, fine. He just threw what 30, 40 yards, whatever it looked like. He was pretty. That far. ball right there looked good coming out, at least. Yeah. So I mean, and maybe I don't know. Uh, I don't know. He, he used know. to be a dog. I don't. I don't know if he's a dog anymore. Jimmy G. Raiders fans, uh, uh, you know, I'm starting to look at that roster and that situation, and Josh McDaniels uh, basically screwing over another organization as a head coach. Uh, Belichick's coach is just leaving, become nobodies. It's crazy how that works. Anyway, Jimmy G. Uh, I know he might be back. I don't know if he is or not. Um, I love them. I wish they'd play the the rookie, but they're not. They're playing Hoyer right now. Jimmy G.'s coming back. This week or no? Probably. Uh, again, we don't know specifics on this. I, I, the biggest issue with Jimmy G is he's a beast when he's in the pocket, but he can't stay healthy. This is one thing after another. It's like the weirdest combination of factors. It's like, look at his injury history. It's crazy. Um, but but in general, uh, he's EPA is good when he's on the field. He's like top 10, but he just can't stay on the field. Um and, and 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 we don't know the specifics of his back injury. If is his spinous fossus fracture, which Derek Carr had and, and Stafford had, a bunch of guys had, uh, which can be painful, but usually can return. They went to the hospital for one reason. I don't know what it was for, whether it was for to check a kidney or a liver or whatever, or, or whatever it was. But it was enough to rule him out for week one, week seven. Um, the question is, can he be mobile and, and get the energy through his throws to come back in week eight? I think it's I think he's a Monday night. Um, so, so we really won't know until about Thursday, Thursday, Friday, because they don't practice the Thursday first, first mm. practice of the week. Got you. You know, one name that we haven't brought up yet, just because like we, we knew it was going to be a while for this guy to return. But after watching the Dolphins kind of lay an egg against the Eagles and see uh, 
the way A.J. Brown just ate up those cornerbacks. Mm. Jalen Ramsey's coming to mind. I feel like we're starting to get yep. around the time where we should start, you know, wrapping him up. Like, how soon are we – or how far are we away from seeing Jalen Ramsey uh, put the pads on? So, normal people, still six weeks away. Jalen, probably two. Ooh. Explain yeah. that real quick. You said normal versus Jalen. Uh, Jalen's pushing p- pushing the envelope for return to play quick, real fast. He had a meniscal repair, which sounds like what it is. They literally sew things together. Yep. And you really have that. to be careful with those because if not, you're, you're going to re-tear them. You just, the sutures don't hold. Um, but he's usually they're closer to six-month injuries. He's at like three and a half. Like mm. he's he's really fast. And if they clear him, I haven't seen him. So but if they clear him, then then obviously he's doing good. Obviously, there's there's minimal concerns. Obviously, there's always a little bit of a concern. But um, it, when they already activated him from you know the practice, whatever you want to call it, the window, yeah. then that means that they're they're getting the itch. You know, with usually within two to three weeks, they're ready. They they won't act. There's no reason to activate him until they feel like he's ready, because then you lose that window. Right, 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 right. And point, and, and Howard too's back, right? Ooh. Uh, well, he he missed last week's X missed last week with a groin. Uh, the other day with a groin, uh, but he should. The uh, groin's a frustrating injury, but he should be okay. I, I mean, it, assuming it's not crazy. A groin and a corner is tough. All right, before you get out of here, Doc, the, David Montgomery was missed heavily in that Lions loss, getting blown out. I don't know if he helps him at all that significantly, but he is a big part of that offense in yeah. Detroit. And then C.J. Gardner Johnson. I know he's on injury reserve. Is he done? Uh, what he had a peck? I remember I'm trying to remember if he had a peck or not. I think um, CJ Gardner. There's been a lot of pecks. Yeah, yeah. a lot of crazy. A lot of peck tears. So, so we'll, let's talk about a peck tear real quick because a lot know. of people might not understand it. So, okay. peck is two pecks is minor and major. The uh, the major attaches to the bite to almost near the bicep on the on the uh, proximal humerus. So, if you're close, then you're fine. But what happens if you try to tackle someone and they take your arm? Ooh. You're gonna tear that. You tear that. That's usually what happens. And then if it, you think of it as a rope, so you spray, 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 and that's it. Once once it's torn, you need to reattach it to the bone. Mm. Same thing like like Judon's uh, distal biceps. Same thing. Once it's gone, you can't, you know, the proximal one, not a big deal. The distal one, you have to. The issue with here is that you can't do anything. If it's a partial tear, you get lucky. I think TJ Watt had that. Some other guys had that. But a full thickness tear, meaning two pieces, got to got to. And then you're going to wait for the anchor to hold and the sutures to hold before you can start stressing it. So that's why it takes so long. So I don't know where he's at, how severe it was. But if it was a pec tear or a partial tear, if it's a partial tear, he may be able to come back. If it's a full thickness, then he needs to wait probably usually close to three months, which usually is season ending, depending on when in the season. Uh, Montgomery could come back this week. I I don't think he will. Uh, Rib cartilage injuries are awful. They're really painful. Um, uh, but, but, uh, you know, they have a bye week. I want to say coming up, I think it's in week nine or so. No one has a bye this week. Um, and, and what's up with the NFL doing all these crazy buys? Uh, it's the know. London thing. Oh, it's all kind of shit. It's so like, like, it's because they had the two Monday night games in a row. You know, they had the two teams on Mondays, two weeks in a row. So there was four First games. Two weeks. Yeah. So they, I was hearing that was part of it. Um, I was like, how do you go from like five or six teams to zero? I'm like, you, and then you have one in like week 13 or something. I think Minnesota has week 13. I'm like, There's a week 13. The, you have a week five and a week 13. That's like a different season. 
Yeah, the week 13, the Ravens has a bye, Minnesota, a couple games. It's, um, it's great. Like, they're so spread out. It, it, it doesn't make sense to me. That's a weird yeah, That's a weird late season bye. Betting, I don't know if it's the Thursday betting. night games, maybe. Like, betting, I don't know. Betting, betting. Mm. Hey, Doc. I think they should give one week the, in the middle of the season where no one plays. Yep. Yep. I know. It sounds crazy, but I think everybody recharge. And then and you, do a, you do it. That's what we do. In co- you know, we used to do it in junior college. Week five. Everybody had a buy. Nobody played, and then that way it's it, it it's not it's not an advantage when you scout. So if only I have a buy. Guess what I'm doing? I'm scouting everybody I can that week. So yeah. keep it kind of even that way, um, and then you won't have Harbaugh still in signs. Let me ask you this: Did Nick Bolton <laughs> break or dislocate his wrist? For all my Chief Queendom fans out here, I know he's a big part of that defense who could yeah. be a really really top five defense all year long. Is Bolton done or? So that's a good question. So I was watching that game live, and he looks like he got his wrist or hand caught in a player's jersey. I don't know exactly how it was, but reportedly he was screaming on the side, like on at the play, which obviously is not common. Um, I've broken my wrist three times. They're not pain. They're not uncomfortable. You know, but they're usually not that bad. Dislocations are a different story. Dislocations are awful. This is what happened to David Johnson, the running back. Um, that's what, why his career was never the same, in my opinion. Um, mm. If this is truly a dislocation, then uh, usually there's several, at least three or four ligaments, depending on which part of the wrist, that are torn, and that's that's it. You, you, the wrists are ridiculously complicated. So uh, this is a big. This would be a huge loss. This there's also really blood flow loss. issues, correct? Blood flow possibility issues. Depending on where, which bone, uh, uh, scaphoid uh, has trouble with, with, which is kind of the thumb, like underneath it. Uh, that's usually where the, the blood, poor blood flow is. If you're going to have it in the wrist, that's usually where it is. But that's that was that could be that could be a very big injury, um, and very painful. And, and one more thing, I'm going to mention just because it was a gnarly injury that didn't get coverage. Muhammad Ibrahim. The running back from uh, Minnesota. Well, Minnesota, Minnesota to Minnesota. Yeah. So they act. This is so he had an Achilles tear in college. Came back and went nuclear, which is rare for Achilles and running backs. Then he he didn't play the first what five weeks or whatever it was. Uh, from Baltimore, they activated him in Baltimore mm-hmm. to play in the game. First touch, first game, dislocates his hip. Needs to go to the OR immediately. Oh. Damn. Like, like think, I was like, how you dislocate your hip at that age? That's got to be a very, very blunt pull me down and run, keep running. Tua did it. That's yeah. the crazy part. Yeah. God. And, 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 and the naysayers who know me from back then would say, you said his career was over with. 90% chance it probably was over with. Yeah. They moved mountains for him. And you could see why. I mean, it was worth it. But that is a bad injury, bad injury. So wish him the best of luck. But whoo, what's going on today? About... Doc, anybody open? Any heart surgeries? Any major situation? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no surgeries. I got a, uh, I got a couple big injections. I got a couple. I got uh, MLB playing coming in a minute. I got My uh, is a world re- uh, renowned chiropractor. I've been, I've been driving two hours a day to go see his ass because I got a bad bunch of shit out of whack and he does magic johnson he did greg luganis in the 88 toll olympics they flew him there he's kind of a, a big name chiropractor out here done a few things invented a few tools for for uh, that are patented 
And uh, I got him. He he loves your stuff. Now he's watching you every morning uh, <laughs> on the injection Dr. side. Dr. Morris, we might need you to come help help him out to tag team JB. JB has like a, a, a it was a lower spine, blue, left testicle. Oh, yeah situation going on yeah it's like hey, you all know what i got doc i got a real situation i got a uh right in the middle of my back it's called the what is it called the vascular intestinal it's connected it goes around all the way to your lower ab which connects okay. to your right butt that goes down to your right knee apparently so okay. my cousin's working on that vast it's called a uh god damn i forgot the name of it it's basically it's a uh some type of intestinal. Is it it's like a, is it like a nerve. Yeah, situation? It's a nerve. It's a nerve that's just out of whack on my L three or something, something like that. We, what we do is we, we inject each of the ligaments and tendons in 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 wherever joint. But uh, so think of the low back. Think of injecting each level mm -hmm. on both sides as well as the middle, and then each of the ligaments of the SI of the glutes everywhere. So mm -hmm. and, and, and whether you're injecting with PRP or stem cells, whatever, and, and basically you, the way I look at these is think of a, a ligament as a, as elastic band. And initially it's nice and tight and it can handle load and whatever you needed to do. And then over time it gets super stretchy. So now when you put the energy through, it goes and, and, and the load can't handle it. So, so you could try to put the bones back in place, which is what he's doing or fascia back in place. But the problem is if the ligaments are too torn, they're just going to go back. So what we do is we actually inject those to kind of restrain or restrengthen them that's essentially what we do any any as you leave here any 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 update on the miracle of aaron Rodgers? Mm. still moving mountains <laughs> and if i had if you're a betting man is aaron Rodgers gonna play this year if he has a chance to he will i don't know if the jets are gonna allow him to like you know Playoffs. the jets are gonna make it yeah yeah Hey, always great stuff, Doc. I appreciate you as always. Uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Love. Sir, peace. We're going from one OG to another. Um, we got back Big Mac. Smitty, you ready? Can you handle it or you need to go take a potty? You need to go potty? Can I handle it? We got to say this to the Big Smitty thing? Show with Coach JB. I've been, I've been doing I ain't new this. I'm true to this. I went from live television uh, 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 every single day, hour and a half. Big time interviews. I got the Porch Podcast. We got the JB Show now. Now my guy Big Matt is about to launch his show, Zero to Sissy. Make sure y'all subscribe, tune in to that. I'm going to be a guest on that. JB going to be a guest on that. We blowing this shit up. What you talking about? <laughs> Good shit. Hey, I got a Saturday right at the gate. Fuck all that. Welcome in, Matt, and all that. Matt's a no on Daily Show. They said I need to put Coach JB Show with Big Smitty and Big Matt. That's what I got to do. So Hello, it's just regular. What up, Matt? Fuck it. We don't need to say nothing. Here we go. Stat of the day. This is for Matt. Stat of the day. Um, this guy, I can't even say his last name. I'm just going to say this fucking guy currently has more sacks than Micah and Aiden Hutchinson. Stat of the day. Yep. Hustle position, baby. I mean, look, pass rush, D-lines, hustle position. If you're a hustler... And you go in there and play hard, you're going to fall into plays. If you know how to read a key, you're going to fall into plays. If you do your job, especially on a Baltimore defense where everybody does their fucking job. And if you don't, you've got to answer to Raekwon and Patrick Queen and bad motherfuckers. So do your job or don't play. And, you know, when when you have great players around you, it it not only does it, like, press the ball to you, but it just opens opportunity everywhere if you will also play hard. 
So good hey, for that. We get cooking, I only brought you on the show today to talk NBA. Um, so uh, we're going to yeah. talk about uh, I, today. Today in Denver, I woke up to repeat. Just Ooh. saying. Oh, shit. The Lakers are in town. We're about to whip that, that motherfucking ass. Hey, I woke up about to, to beat y'all ass today. To, let's get. I woke up to some get back. The Lakers had a great offseason, man. The Denver didn't really do too much. Because you re-signed the banker. Because no, you hey. signed the comb over. You got out of great offs. Get the fuck out of here, dog. Hey, hey, JB, Denver lost some pieces. Oh, I know. Lake. We lost. We lost two bench players that will hurt. Important we'll bench players. players. Hey, look, hey, Matt, you talking basketball? But there ain't one. You know where the title's at. Sit there in Indiana and be a Pacer fan. And you, you, you fucking Laker fan, you. We're coming for that ass tonight. Hey, um, oh, they play tonight. They play tonight. Yeah, this is the opening. Denver and Lakers play tonight. Yeah. Well, and Matt, what? I'm a Lakers fan. You know that. Goddamn NFL season. It's still NFL season. I refuse to talk fucking NBA right now. Yeah, I'd rather talk about Halloween and candy and shit. Now we gotta talk a little bit. Big Matt, I got a I got a question for both of you right out the gate. And it's it's not really a hell yeah, hell nah. It's a who would you take? All right. Let me I'm gonna put it a new segment. We're just making it off the top of our fucking head because that's what we do here. Who would you take? Warner and Greenlaw? Queen and Roquan. Because I, I, I'm going to be honest, Big Matt. I watched those play last I watched those two play last night against uh, Minnesota. And I understand underneath passing coverage is not a thing. It's it, Even though those two can do both, it's not a thing I'm judging backers on it's per se. Hard. Yeah, I'm not going to judge per se their, their coverage because I'm just going to tell you, um, Kirk Cousins may have had the single best night of the season at quarterback. Bro, he was on fucking point. He was, on. Um, he was excellent. He was excellent. I, I got to give it to him. Like he should be wearing some bling on that after that motherfucking yeah, game. Yeah, I'm gonna get into that, that later because I he I'm gonna show you. I got the film get, being input. Good shit, dog. Yeah, he uh, he looked like another shit. unbelievable. Well, who would you guys take? Man. So, okay, so real so, quick, so I I think out of all four of those guys, I think Fred Warner is the like the best linebacker of, of all four. But when you talk about a tandem together, damn, I'm damn near leaning towards Roquan and, and Queen. I just think the way they're playing together as a it's it's ah that's tough though, JB. That's I'm gonna, a hard I'm, ass question. You know what? I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take Roquan and Queen. Really? Yeah. And I, I love Fred Warner, and I think Greenlaw is a fucking bad, bad, bad man. Bad man. But if I've got to find something, Greenlaw's been hurt, and he's yeah. not on the field as much. Yeah. And Warner, look, Warner is – I have not – like, there's nothing negative you can say about 54. He is balls to the wall all day, every day. He's the kind of guy that I want to play with. But – if I it was a three technique, which I played forever, just like Big Schmitty, and I look behind me and I've got Raekwon and Queen. I mean, dog, like I, I know that I better do my motherfucking job because if I do my job, they're eating. So why are you saying that, Matt? Are you saying that for the common fan? <laughs> because those two are are hash to hash guys, lateral guys compared to more Greenlaw and Warner downhill guys, yeah, bigger actually, bodies. I think Warner. Well, I think it's system. I think if look, 
Derek Brooks is the best Tampa two linebacker ever. All right. If you don't know what Tampa two linebacker is, you just, just keep watching. We will enlighten you. But he, I think he's the best middle of the field drop linebacker ever. And I think Warner could play that position if he was asked to. I think Raekwon could. I think Queen could. I think a lot of these guys could. I'm surprised, personally, we don't see more open field cover two Tampa coverage in the NFL these days, mm. especially with how athletic all the middle linebackers are. So I understand that that coverage leads to explosive hits. And God forbid you hit anybody this in, in the NFL. And I just want to say this because I know we're not going to talk about it, but <clears throat> Kareem Jackson getting blackballed like we talked about yesterday on the show and then giving him a four-game suspension and finding him $90,000 already. And God knows how much he's going to lose here. And he's only making $2 million and his signing bonus is like $700,000. I mean, it, I, I said this yesterday, and I'm going to say this again. Uh, we're talking about it, Matt, so go ahead. This so is perfect. In, in in Denver specifically, um, Steve Atwater is a great friend of mine, great friend, and he's glorified because he's the best strong safety ever, and he'll knock you the fuck out. John Lynch is in the ring of fame, first ballot Hall of Fame safety, I think, but Hall of Fame safety nonetheless. And if you run across the middle, he's glorified for knocking you the fuck out. I played with Brian Dawkins in Denver. I mean, if you didn't do your job, he would knock you out, and he's your teammate. So God knows what he's going to do to the opponent. And now in Denver, Colorado, of all places, after also having T.J. Ward and Darian Stewart, and Darian Stewart used to – Darian Stewart ruined Cam Newton's career, and that's the way football goes. It's not poor Cam Newton. How good could he have been if he didn't get hit? It's, hey, Cam – if you want to run like a running back, we're going to hit you like one. That's the way football works. And now all of a sudden Kareem Jackson is a villain and people in, in Broncos country are calling for him to retire. And like there's stupid white motherfuckers going after him as a like racist shit online. I mean, dog, this has gotten to the point where I'm starting Social to media get, runs the world. Like the, the world is nuts. And look, this is a, this is a nice hit. That is shoulder into his chest. I'm sorry that the, the tight end got whiplashed, but this is what I'm talking about. This kind of shit here. No wonder you don't see more open coverage Tampa too, because that leads to the safety downhill on crossing routes when they think the middle of the field's open. And then you get to fuck somebody up. And personally, last night was last night's Monday night football game for, you know, for the majority of the game was pretty hard hitting. And, like, Minnesota really brought it, and they tried to match physicality, and Hunter was everywhere for the Vikings, and they played hard. And it, I, I felt like the refs relatively stayed out of the game, and I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty entertaining football game. Now, I don't know why the NFL can't just do that. What the fuck, man? Why can't did you? We did you watch Weddle's explanation yesterday on the show? I don't know if you saw it. Weddle came on, and, and we showed that hit. Here's what he had the same explanation I had, big big Matt. If we if we slow this down, um, if we show this clip from a this standpoint. So if you're coming down, big Matt, you know football and angles and opportunities. And as a defensive player, we're trying to take the air out so he doesn't spin out on me and hit the sideline. Correct? Exactly. So, and I'm also trying to dislodge the football. I got guys. Singleton is sitting right there. I want him to pick up the ball and go scoop and score. Hit this motherfucker. Exactly what Weddle said. I'm trying to dislodge the ball. And if I can, I'm trying to put the hat on the ball. Right. And 
So this guy is a bang, bang fucking play. And bam. I mean, we're already hit. He was already aiming at a point before he's falling. So right. you got to understand his, his launch point right here. Look at how vertical the tight end is. He's 6'5 at this point. Yeah, bro. And then think about right this. Now, too, he's bro. 5'11. Hey, think about this too. If, if Kareem like rolled through him with his arms and his hips and didn't just leave with a shoulder, it would have the same outcome. He yeah. would still hit him with the base of his helmet and he would actually hit him in the helmet. He right. would go if he hit him correctly the way you're taught to tackle, he would hit him helmet to helmet. Yes. But because he turns with his shoulder, he actually hits him with his shoulder. His helmet doesn't even make contact, maybe grazed. Right. And you can tell that because the heads didn't contact. He whiplashed. He got hit in the chest. When you get hit in the chest, your head whiplashed. When Deshaun, when Deshaun Watson got fucking ran over the other day, when he got pushed in the chest really hard, his body went back, his head went forward. When he hit the ground, his head rolled back and hit the turf, and he was out. And he hurt his shoulder, and I don't know. He might be the third best quarterback on that roster. So I'm Matt, just saying, bro, like someone's subjective. It's driving me nuts. I'm sick of it. I'm just be honest. I don't and, know. And, and I think I, you know what I think. I think the NFL knows, and I don't know if they give a shit. Mm. I don't know if they care. I think well, that they hey. they're going to play this player safety game, and I think that's laughable. Look, everybody, I'm going to say this for the 900th time. There is no th such thing as player safety in football. No. There's get your fucking mind right, build your body for war, and play as hard as you can for as long as you can before you break, which everyone does. Everyone. Everyone. I don't know any healthy ex-football players. Hey, Schmitty, how do you feel? Do you wake up at night hurting? Fucked up. Yeah, man. JB, you, you're a quarterback, and you st still feel like shit. I mean, Fuck. It's what it is, man. I mean, I know why my shoulder hurts. I get it. I mean, it sucks, but I get hey, it. Dr. Morris came on here before you and was like, fantasy is so popular. The NFL has so much investment with DraftKings and these other agencies, right? What, Smitty, what did Dr. say about the, the, the fantasy? The NFL and the fantasy leagues are so invested that. Yeah, like I mean, the bye weeks is all – messed up and jacked up people are getting pissed like people pissed off about the you know, Bijan, uh them not reporting that he was sick people i'm one of them i'm my fucking parlay i the only guy i missed on a fucking seven leg parlay and a hundred dollar bet to make like 10 grand is that motherfucker yo hold on you, you would have made 10 racks son yes i hit i hit mike evans uh so i i, I picked touchdown scores right so i picked mike evans and, and robinson and then in Baltimore, in the Baltimore game, I picked Mark Andrews and Lamar. And then in the Cleveland game, I picked Pittman and who scored for did a Mark, a Mark, not Mark Cooper. Who scored? I think maybe it was just Pittman from the Colts. I had to look at the bet sheet. Yeah. And then I had Waller for the Giants. Oh no, Goddard. Goddard for the now Goddard. Yeah. But but Robinson fucked me. The parlay was already dead by the time the Sunday night game happened. But then I come to find out that he only played six snaps or something, and he was sick. Like, dude, I, there's no way I'm putting fucking money on him if he's on the injury report. He's not going to play. 
Right. Like that, that look, that's some shady bullshit right there, NFL. I want my motherfucking money back, dog. And if I was a bookie, I would come get my fucking money. You better you're lucky this shit's digital, dog. <laughs> hey Matt, hey Matt, what Dr. Morse was saying though, Bijan, Bijan goes down. Everyone loses a shitload of money in fantasy because Bijan had a supposedly uh what did he say? Mystery illness. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. a mystery illness comes about and the NFL now today is investigating for one simple reason, Matt. Not that he's injured by any means. You know, as I know, nobody gives a shit about us. Fucking money. But we're caring about why he didn't have 15 to 20 touches because fantasy took a shit and Vegas lost their ass. I mean, and not like Vegas lost their ass. People lost their ass. People are mad as fuck about this. I'm one of them. Look. It, I've said this multiple times, but it makes me not want to bet on the NFL anymore. It like, mm -hmm. guys, you're making, I love gambling on the game, but fuck, you're making this difficult. Why do you have to make this so hard? Yeah, nah, it's definitely difficult, man. We, we talked about the game a little bit last night already, man. The Niners, though, lost two in a row. Brock Purdy struggling a little bit. Um, our team starting to figure out who Brock Purdy is. Well, like, what's your what's your overall take on what's going on with the Niners? Is it just injuries because Debo was out and Trent was out, or is it something else? It's it's look, they're gonna go thirteen and four or twelve and five. They're not going undefeated. They'll be the one or two seed. They're gonna lose games. They did. The Minnesota Vikings are a playoff team. Their backs against the wall. I thought they would win the game, and they did. I, I thought that they would play their balls off, and they did. You saw the Patriots do it at home. The Broncos do it at home. You saw the Bears do it at home. All the teams had their backs against the wall with the season's over and we should tank. You know, everybody's talking about trading Kirk Cousins. They played their balls off, and he played outstanding. And if I'm the Niners, that's who I want a quarterback. If Kirk Cousins played for the Niners, this, it would be a round. Like, like yeah. Purdy, I like, I like Purdy, but he's going to be the reason they don't win the Super Bowl. He's not going to be the reason they do. Period. Mm. And this is a consistent problem in San Francisco. They're always just a quarterback away, which makes me wonder why they didn't go after Aaron Rodgers, which makes me wonder why, like, maybe Sam Darnold might be a better fit. I don't know, dog. I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to this question, but I do know that the two interceptions he threw last night were, I'd love to hear what Coach says about it from a quarterback perspective, but I think they were pretty awful throws. Yeah, very, sure. very suspect. And I mean, what do you think, Coach? Those those two picks that Purdy threw back to back to thirty four. Like I know they're good plays by the safety, but bro, those those are risky ass throws when you only need three to win, or when you only need a, a touchdown to win. I, I told him, Cindy, uh, I'm getting that film put in right now. My guy's actually taking over my computer, and um, one of the reasons I had to get off, and the other reason is this Harbaugh thing is getting crazy. I'm going to show you what I just got a text on, um, or a phone call on. Here's the, here's the thing I got to ask you. I love the fact he sits in there, hits his fifth step, takes a hitch, and throws the fucking ball in the anticipatory windows. That is what a quarterback should do. I love Purdy for doing it. I said it three weeks ago. When he hits, he looks great. But when he doesn't, he's a jag. He's just a and guy. that's the bottom line. He's not Brady, Rodgers, uh, Aikman, you know, all these guys who sit in there who are known to be accurate guys, Drew Brees, um, even, 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 you know, the Mannings and, 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 and all these other guys, Rivers, guys that would sit in there, hang in there, throw the ball on time into anticipatory window, but you have to be accurate, dog. You can't throw a dig route high. You never, you, you just understand something. You can't throw a short ball high and you can't throw a long ball short. 
That's just what it is in the NFL. And Purdy is hurting in that regard. He's not as accurate as people think. If you watch how his accuracy, and I can't wait to break this down tomorrow, his accuracy comes on the move, Matt. It yep. comes on the move because he's six good. foot. He's six foot. And when you're in the pocket, you're looking in the uh, – you're throwing like this instead of Brady at 6'4", looking like this is a huge difference. Like, so, I'm guess what? I'm down at the so, yeah. And, and look, look, the other thing is they got a book on him now. How many starts with that? His first start was week 14 of last year. It's a year and a half, Matt. You know that. Yeah. yeah, so he's got – he had seven starts last year, including the playoffs. One of those starts was – or eight, something like that. And he's yeah. had six, seven starts this year. So he's got 14, 15 games under his belt. Yeah. Now they know what he's good at, what he's not good at. And good defensive coordinators can read and they can they can game plan you and they can scheme you up. And when you have an extra day on Monday Night Football, you can get a lot of shit done. So Before, we got a couple, we got 10 minutes or so with you. I got to ask you something. Speaking of Kirk Cousins, who absolutely was lights out, I thought had nuts and guts in the pocket. He stood in there. Uh, there's a play that I want to find that he threw to Addison, who won me some money last night. Um, he he looked like he was tackled, and I want to bring that up. Bailey, can you find that clip where he was in the pocket and then he just comes out of nowhere and throws oh. it? Um, I, know I can't about. wait to show you this play because it is a double-edged sword and what my discussion is going to be right here. My, my question to you is, before we show that film, um, who the fuck is going to trade for him now? Because a lot of teams are going to come after Cousins. I'm just going to tell you right now, and the Cowboys should be numero uno. San Francisco should be numero uno. Like yeah, that, There you go, two yeah, of them. Or both of them. I'm just – look, if I'm Minnesota, I'm not – why would I let him go? Yeah. like He wants out, apparently. Who, well, he may want out, but who, who else are they going to get? And if he's going to leave anyway, they have to trade him, even if – they're in contention. So do you trade him to a team quarterback for quarterback and picks? Like what Sam, I bet I bet you hand to God, San Francisco and Dallas would both trade Dak and Purdy straight and a pick probably sent to uh, Minnesota as well for Kirk Cousins right now. And he would make the Cowboys monumentally better, but he would make the Niners a Super Bowl winning team. Like I think the Niners would be the best team in football and they might be the best team in football when healthy now. But I, I said this before, you you know, when you were off for a second, but I think Purdy's going to be the reason they don't win, not the reason they do win. And I, I like yeah. the kid. He's got guts and he plays hard and all that other shit. But when you're restricted to that position, you can only do so much. And when the other guys play defense, there's about 10 teams in this league that can really fuck you up on defense when they want to. And uh, San Francisco's one of them. Philly's one of them. I don't think Detroit's one of them, but Baltimore definitely is. And like, there's they're going to run across somebody in the playoffs that's going to lock their ass down. So, you know, it's like the is Mahomes still on the throne thing? Yeah, he's on the throne until the AFC gets a defense that's worth the shit. Like, I don't really think he's beat a dominant defense in his time. He's beating a bunch of quarterbacks and high scoring offenses. Oh, dude, I don't want to watch this shit anymore. I don't want to watch this shit anymore. I can't do it anymore. Like, I fuck you for doing that, by the way. It's not cool. That's that's like baiting me, dog. That's blood in the water for a shark. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm not at the pop concerts. Quit fucking doing that shit to me, please. Oh, my heart just jumped out of my chest and shit. I want Rob Zombie at my fucking goddamn football game. Not, I'm not going into this, okay? 
Um, here, oh, look. not cool. Hey, since I got you for nine minutes, great segue because the thumbnail does say what it says. And uh, I wanted to break this down for all the Kansas City Queendom fans out here. Um, I want to, by the way. Right. Um, here's what I'm going to break down to you. And I just want to be clear. And Matt and I are both proponents of who you play in the NFL is a fucking team that puts their pants on one game at a time and gets a check on the first and 15th like everybody else. There is no fucking easy games in the NFL. Stop saying it. I'm, I'm tired of hearing there's easy games. But there is strength of schedule. Okay? So, the Chiefs started off this season and lost to the Lions. Right? They lost to the Lions. 21-20. Good game. Blah, blah, blah. Then they played the Bears, okay? They're fucking horrible. Then they played the Vikings, who till last night were horrible. Then they played the fucking Jags, beat a good Jag team who was still finding themselves, beat a Jet team without Aaron Rodgers, beat up the Broncos, <laughs> and then beat the Chargers. And guess what? They play the Broncos again this yeah. weekend. And so, you know, if they beat the Broncos or when they beat the Broncos Sunday, it will be 17 straight times they beat Denver. Let Damn. me repeat that. Damn. The Kansas City Chiefs have beat the Denver Broncos 17 straight fucking times. 17 times. Hey, guys in Denver, you've lost to the Chiefs 17 fucking times in a row. What is going on, dog? And we don't have Kareem Jackson because they suspended him, so our heart and soul is gone. I, I shit, man. Mahomes never lost to Denver ever, ever. Seventeen times. That's a lot of times. I can't. It ain't much in life I can do seventeen times just straight in a row. Seventeen. Like, I can't do 17, 17 curls a certain way. No, I can't do seventeen of a lot of shit in a row. On the throne, are they number one in your t in your in the NFL right now? Yeah, I mean, they have I to. Think you got to, they're the defending champs. They're six and one, about to be seven and one. They're probably going to be the number one seed. Oh man, I mean, it, it's just Mahomes and Kelsey are just electric. They seem to be able to plug and play the other skill positions. The offensive line seems to be plug and play as long as they have those two guys there rolling so the defense is suspect to me i don't think they're as good as their ranking i think they've had the benefit of playing shitty teams um if they lose it will be because they're outscored it won't be because mahomes and kelsey and those boys don't score so they're going to be formidable they want to go three or four like that that's one thing that mahomes had he hasn't repeated they've been to what three of the last four Super Bowls, but Tampa whipped that ass. So, you know, and, and look, I, I'd say this all the time, but one of the things I love about Mahomes is in the Super Bowl, he's been down all three games. And in two of them, he came back in the fourth quarter. And that shows me a lot, especially the San Francisco game when he was down 11 with six to play and they won. Hey, thank, thank God for overrated coaches like Shanahan. Uh, I don't know if he's overrated. I just think he's a quarterback away. But at the same time, I'll take him in Denver quick. You want to trade coaches? Do you want to take Sean Payton and Kyle Shanahan and switch them? I'll take them in a fucking heartbeat. But I, I just I feel like Mahomes and the Chiefs are the big dogs, and you've got to beat the big dog to get to get the chip. So got a champ, right? Exactly, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a Philly Kansas City repeat. I wouldn't be surprised if we have a San Francisco Kansas City repeat. 
personally, I would love to see Buffalo in the Super Bowl just, you know, to, so they can exhume their demons. But, I mean, look, Doc just said this. If Aaron Rodgers comes back and he can play at 80% of what he could be and they can run the ball and, like, play defense the way they do, I still think the Jets have a chance to do something because, man, that fucking defense is just mean. Holy shit, they are good. Yeah. Um, here's the clip I want to show you, Vic Smitty and Matt, and this is my double-edged sword take on this cousin's throw last night. Um, all right, so I want to rewind it as much as I can. He's in the pocket and apparently swallowed up, okay? He's swallowed Ooh. up. It looks like right here that he swallowed up. Right there, swallowed, Matt. He swallowed. We don't even see him. Nasty. I want you to watch the defenders, Matt and Big Smitty, as they don't even fucking tackle the dude. Yeah, they don't want to get They're flanked. scared, Matt. They're, They're scared to, to hit the quarterback. Yeah, wouldn't you be? They don't even touch him. But can you blame him? No, that's my point, though. Like that's I what I'm saying. Bro, he at this point, Bosa should have depleted Kirk Cousins right there. and Like he's him. in the grass right there. He's in the grass. Yep. And they just let him go. You know I what? Know. I think Bosa's not as close as, as it. Play one more time. It ain't Bosa either, Big Smitty. It's both guys right there. See this guy? I don't know who that is, a three technique or whoever that yeah, is. Yeah, three, a three technique. But Kirk steps up. Bosa could have had him twice. Yeah. And then, but just watch. Like, yeah, it's bad. He should have gotten hit when he let the ball go, too. Look, I can't. I don't. If I'm the defensive line coach, I don't know what I'm supposed to tell my guys anymore. Well, exactly. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Let me reiterate. Okay. Politically correct, Matt says that I don't know what I'm supposed to tell my guys anymore. Um, real Matt says, hit this motherfucker in the teeth. Exactly. That's what I used to do. I said this yesterday. I'm going to reiterate. If the NFL is going to go super soft, I'm going to go the exact opposite direction if I'm playing and coaching, and I'm going to push the envelope as hard as humanly possible. I'm going to toe the fucking line to the point of them finding me $100,000 and suspending me. And, and honestly, I, I'd like more defensive linemen to do it because when you take a quarterback out of the game, they can't beat you. You can hit a tight end and a receiver all you want. They'll put a new guy in. You go out and take fucking Jalen Hurts out of a game because you hit his ass too hard. You don't just touch him. You're going to get flagged anyway, so we might as well get your money's worth. That's the way I feel about this. I understand that all the Karens hate it. I don't give a fuck what you think. That's the last thing on my mind. Matt, I'm just telling you, Big Smitty, I'm telling you that, like, they're, they're comfortable in the pocket more than they've ever been because they know they can't really get hit anymore, A. And they're being told this by their head coaches and coordinators. Hey, dog, they can't hit you. So stand in that motherfucker as long as you can. Go ahead, go from fucking cloudy A to cloudy C in your read progression and have no issue because you're going to have all the fucking time. Even if you get tackled, you're just going to get fucking tackled. You're not going to get fucking whooped. And it's so, going to be a penalty if they hit you anyway. So Yeah, and, 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 and then you have... The lowest rated offenses in the history of the NFL through seven weeks. Make it make sense, Smitty. Because, Smitty, Smitty, you scared today. Make it make sense. Damn, he's I scared it all, man. I'm not scared at all. Listen, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with y'all, man. I'm a former D-lineman. I say that all the time on this show. I couldn't imagine playing in, 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 the, in the game today where 
You can't hit them high. You can't hit them low. Now, now they're saying you can't bring them down by the hip. They're trying to bring bring that rule in. So I'm like, well, fuck, where I'm gonna hit them at? Just in the stomach? That's my. Is that my target zone? Just, just, no, just like George, George Kittle said last night. He hit me in my dick. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the target zone now, Matt. The, the dick now. to stomach. That's the target zone. So I don't get it, man. I, I don't know. You know, it, it's crazy that all rules are benefiting the offense, but they're struggling this year. And they suck. Yeah. yeah. It's it it's it's I can't I can't wrap my mind around it. I know I'm just a meathead, but fuck, man. I mean, if everything's catered to you being successful and you still can't be successful, maybe you're a fuck boy. Right. And man, listen, on on being devil's advocate, maybe it just for whatever reason the first few the first half of the season just been weird, and maybe they're about they're about to see a shift because I did I, we, we all agree just, Kirk Cousins' offense looked really last good year. last night. The Chiefs looked pretty damn good uh, on, on Sunday as well. Even the Coach Browns game, as 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 ugly as we thought that game would be going into it, both offenses looked good. pretty damn solid overall. You so look pretty good. He did. I can't hate on him. He did. So like maybe we're going to a spot where hey, offenses will start to play well again. Hey we'll Matt, see. here we go. As you leave well, here, um, September is done. So the right, right, over, right. <laughs> hey, here we go. As you get out of here, before I let you go. <laughs> Um, Before I let you go, hey, Matt and I have a two-year bet going on. I haven't paid him yet. Um, by the what? way, I'll I'll pay him in Vegas for Super Bowl. Get some interest on that motherfucker now. Uh, yeah, I'll pay him for Radio Row when we go to Radio Row for Super Bowl when we take the show yeah, to yeah, Super Bowl. I need I need those credentials, Holmes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the bet right here, Smitty. I don't know if you want to get in on this bet or not, Smitty, because you can get into you got merch. Here's the bet I'm 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 throwing out there, Matt. Matt, I'm taking the Lakers tonight. If the Denver Nuggets win, I'll buy five of your favorite fans your hoodies right here live tomorrow on this show. Five callers to call in tomorrow that are Matt fans. I will buy you five a hoodie, six zero Savage Academy or uh, Savage hoodie. I will buy that for you five. If the Nuggets lose, then Matt will buy five of my fans that call in a hoodie. And Matt, uh, Big Smitty, what do you want to do? I mean, You're a Laker fan, bitch. the problem is we're both Lakers fans, so we can't well, double both of you. We we can't oh, cut hey, on man. Hey, hey, then guess what? Betting or not, you bitches. I I bet I'm getting 10 people just got hoodies. Congratulations. Go nuggets. Hey man, hey, big smitty, you can have your gear. We'll throw in some of your he'll buy two of yours, three of yeah. the shows. Yeah, yeah, I'm not buying way. shit. You're buying five, and you're buying five, and ten of my people are getting fucking hoodies. So good talk, go Nuggets. Hey, keep this in mind as well. Zero to sixty starts next Monday. We're going at nine a.m. and two p.m. Uh, we're going to do, you know, the nine a.m. show is going to be, you know, all kinds of sports topics. We're going to have great guests. Obviously, okay. JB will be on there. Smitty will be on there, and so many more. Weddle and Salisbury. I'm gonna, I'm calling the Rolodex, and they are coming. So. Uh, the six zero army's deep baby, and we're gonna have some fun. I'm really excited about this. It's on the 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 Believe Network, and they are just awesome. They've been nothing but supportive. Uh, you can go check it out. The new uh, Twitter handle is zero to sixty. Spell that out, uh, and then zero to sixty pod actually, and the YouTube page is the same. And uh, look, I gotta say this again, but coach, you know you, you're all about putting people on, and that's what I'm about. And I, I wouldn't be doing this without you, bro. So I, I appreciate you more than you know. Always, brother. Always. Hey, you should have the first guest you should have on is Steve Kim, and you and him just fucking cuss at each other the whole time. I love time. him. Yeah, I love fucking with Kim, dude. He's my favorite. All right, man. Appreciate you. Peace. Peace. 
That's going to be a lot of hoodies that Mac going to have to gonna have to pay because, like, the Lakers are pissed off and they're going to win tonight. But we got we got the main man, Steve Kim, in the building. How you doing, Steve? Good morning, fellas. What's going on? What's up, man? man? You back home? Back home. Got him home on uh, Sunday morning and uh, start of another great week. Hey, I know, I know you're at home because I see the 600 VHS tapes of ah. Gung Ho. I got the uh, got the clearance from Blockbuster several years ago. Cleaned them out. <laughs> you're the reason they went bankrupt. Yeah, <laughs> I love it, man. Well, Steve, you, you sound like you're just in a great mood right now. You got a <laughs> nice little haircut. You're energized. Is it because Miami's big time win, or I mean, I, I mean, what's going on? I mean, the win's the win. Now you got to move on. I mean, you're trying to build a program here. You can't act like you won a Super Bowl. But it was a big win, and a uh, couple things. Uh, Ruben Bain, we're going to have to enjoy him for three years. He might be the best pure football player Miami's had since Sean Taylor. Ooh. He's going to be among the all-time greats at defensive line. Yeah, I, I, He's going to be up there with Russell Maryland, Jerome Brown, Cortez Kennedy, Warren Sapp, Danny Stubbs, all those great Miami defensive linemen. He, he's a rare talent. Uh, he's already, I think, the best pure football player on the team as a true freshman. Probably the best true freshman defensive lineman Miami's ever had. And he, he is definitely a three-and-out guy. I hope we do not squander that career. Man, that says a lot, man. For Miami a true with your feet out and shit. We, we got some little – we got some spies on you. We had some spies on you there uh, sitting in the front row there. Um I, I got to ask you this uh, real quick. There's some news that just came out. You sent me a, a tag, or a DM as well. Where are you taking this uh, whole Michigan thing? Um, I'm going to read the text that you sent me. Uh, going to make a quick video on this at some point. If you want you University of Michigan punished, fine. Not going to try to talk you out of it. The public has already reached sentencing phase, which that is what I agree because I think we're in such a social media era that we've already sentenced Michigan. They're 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 crooked. They're illegal. They're guilty. Um, but know this: the punishment will not be for the sign stealing. That's one hundred percent legal. It is about going in person and videoing something that basically we already have. Uh, in a long, uh, short, but long, sweet sentence. Um, where are you at with this whole Harbaugh thing? I think it's a witch hunt. I think it's a bunch of crybabies because he's whipping everybody's ass. That's personal opinion. But what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, if there's no rules that are – I mean, I guess rules are being broken, but to think that only one team seals, uh, steals signs or does any type of espionage is incredibly – naive uh, that's the job of a lot of these analysts when you know football teams have their um, allotted number of assistant coaches and then a bunch of analysts that break things down that's part of their job they're, they're, I, I would almost say that every major program has someone or three whose job is to decipher the other team's signals it goes on all the time I saw another thing where a coach said hey look if I could watch a videotape copy of the all 22 in the broadcast, I can kind of figure things out. So, you know, I don't know why they don't go with more of the microphone into the helmet like they do in the National Football League. But I don't, I agree with you, coach. This is about Jim Harbaugh. It almost seems like they want to make an example out of him because he's an iconoclastic individual. He's very odd in his own way. You know, my view is this college football, if they lose Harbaugh, is losing one of the true characters that makes this sport kind of fun. So, you know, 
I, I just thought it was interesting that Greg Schiano said during the halftime of their game as they're coming off the field at the big house, there's some things going on that shouldn't be going on that aren't right. Mm. What do you think about expand upon that more? Because what exactly is different in what Michigan is doing than what other every other team is? I love I love rules um, comment last night. It happens every um, game. I don't know if you saw it. Um, um, there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with teams over there looking over trying to steal our signs. There's nothing wrong with us trying to look at their signs. That's why you should have mics in the helmets, right? Like all these coaches that vote against it every year is because they don't want to teach their quarterback. You know, in the NFL, each quarterback goes out there with three play calls <laughs> because if I see if I see the free safety's foot like that, it might be one high. I'm going to check to this play, and if I, but you get to college and you're watching a game on a Tuesday night, and you know they, they got the signal and they're just calling a play. So that's uh, what makes college football to me. That's why they score a lot, maybe more points, but it's also why the kids are less prepared. So that's why they should there should be 100% should be. We could get rid of all the stupid signs on the sidelines, and we could get pictures of, you know, rock stars and all that stuff, and we could just play football the way it was meant to be. You go to a high school game, there's technology on the sideline. You go to an NFL game, there's technology on the sideline. You go to the college, there's nothing. When you, when you played Michigan, did you have any suspicions that there was more than the usual amount of knowledge on their side? I, I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, no one from the Big Ten or NCAA has asked me anything yet, so I'm not going to probably comment on anything like that. I, I would never want to cast shade at somebody else going through a hard time. I don't know anything. Great answer to me. That's exactly my answer because we don't throw each other under the bus as coaches, but there's dry snitching going on. And some people think Kirby threw Harbaugh under the bus. Some think he, some people will say Day threw him under the bus. Um, you can't tell me Ohio State doesn't do the same shit. It, 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 it's a joke at my point. Sean Salisbury said, it's a joke, Steve. We got other shit to worry about. Like, why are we so connected to one guy? Because he's whipped your all asses. I mean, that's truly the, the fact. Well, Matt Rule just said it. We do it too. We all do it. We all do it, Steve. Steve, I mean, before you keep going, Chip Kelly started this trend. He didn't start it with JUCO guys. We were doing it for a long time too. We were carding in personnel, 10, 11, 12, 20, for defensive personnel purposes. So we'd have a card. So when we face tempo offenses, the defense would look over there. Okay, the coach gave us 10. We know our check to 10 personnel. We know our check to 11. It was on a card. All right, offenses started bringing out these big boards with Stephen A. Smith on there and all these different faces, and that meant that, that was signals, right? Well, that was a slap in the face of the defense of Coates who was trying to steal our signals. We mm. gave it to you. We put it out there in your face now. It was, uh, screw you. You ain't going to fucking figure it out anyway. And so I don't understand now why it's such a problem. We've been doing this forever. But isn't the issue not the fact that they're selling signs? It's the fact that supposedly uh, a coach or an employee from the team is literally buying tickets and going to the games, and supposedly allegedly he's buying tickets on both sides of the field so he can literally watch. Well, Darnell, that guy just loves football. Now that's a fan. He's not just going to Michigan games. He loves Big Ten football. Hey, hey Big Smitty, what are you supposed to do? Cut himself in fucking half? He's going to be on both sides of the field? What's going on here? I think they're saying, like, first half, he over here. I don't know, man. That I, I'm just reading. I'm, that's I'm not guy. I'm just saying, is that the issue? That's a guy that wants to get the full stadium experience. <laughs> I mean, now that that's a football connoisseur. Right hey, there. Hey, hey, to be honest, to be honest, Steve, here's the thing. Because I used to oh, send coaches on the road all day long. And the coaches did it to us all day long. Send coaches. They filmed with a camcorder in our stands, right? And we knew it. We knew it. Um, here's a here's the issue I have. You know who don't do it, Steve? Akron, 
Toledo. You know why? Ball State. They Whoa. play on fucking Tuesdays and Wednesdays. It's the dumbest thing ever. Like, we're arguing about the dumbest thing because these other programs that play on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they struggle with getting that throughout the weekend, number one, right? Because you're trying to, okay, I'm going to watch this team on a Saturday and then I have to play on a Tuesday? Wait, 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 wait. And some teams play every single Tuesday. Coastal Carolina's been playing. Liberty's been playing on Tuesday. Jacksonville State's been playing every Tuesday. Who wants to play on a Tuesday? And how are you going to film that and get all that done? You can't because you know why? You have no resources, Smitty. And by you the have way, zero resources. The big dogs eat. And big fish eat little fish, period. With the advent of smartphones and everyone being able to process video or take it, what if every single fan in a certain section near the benches focused in on coaches and sent them into the football office of their favorite program. What are you going to do? Suspend every fan? (laughs) Right. I mean, I just wonder, should teams now just go back to the messenger system? Mm. Sacrifice the tempo and tell the play, hey, guys, this is the play we're running. Send it into the quarterback, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Buzzing with the boys came out yesterday. He was like, Give him a death penalty. Will Compton says some crazy shit. But he he brought up a point that I was talking about the other day. We started putting three quarterbacks in all these different colored jerseys on the sideline. And then everyone, this was uh, 20 years ago. So now who's in the yellow? Who's actually the real signal caller? We had three guys calling signals. And then every week we changed the color. And the quarterback knew who to look at. And I thought it was more work then it was worth. I'm going to be honest. And mm. we're doing we're doing all that just to stop defenses from stealing our shit. Fuck it. You ain't going to see my wristband, though. So right. it's a moot point to me, Steve. I don't really get it. Yeah. And it's not going to affect. And, you know, uh, you know, Michelle, who, you know, our lawyer who always comes on the show, she did a long video talking about it. And we don't have to play it right now because it's like a long, longer video. But she's talking about it online. And she's a big Michigan fan that regardless, this isn't going to impact this particular season. It's going to take time for the allegations and everything to even years, go through. Years. Years. I have a question yeah. about that Michigan guy that was buying tickets to all the games. So at every Big Ten stadium now, is it like the post office? Do not let this man in or want it? Are there like signs? Most wanted. I mean, do all the ticket takers have to be like, oh, okay, you're good. Wait a minute. Wait a See, minute. He, he's showing up in, in a black hoodie and shit. Yeah. Like. Get, getting tickets from the scalpers outside of, of, of the stadiums. <laughs> I mean, the, uh, the the trade film in the Division One level, the trade film that we got that people get in the trade film. So you know, in JUCO is the same thing, same way. You either have DV Sport, which I had, or you got Huddle or whatever. The four year level, you're getting TV tape that's filmed from CBS, NBC, ESPN, Fox. You're getting TV games, and you're getting your trade film by law, by rule, that the teams have to trade their end zone copy film. Are wide and are tight, we call it. So you're getting the college copy, plus you've already had four games broken down, Steve, from TV film. So there's more film out there than ever before, and it's 4K quality, and we've already had it in the inputted by our grad assistants. Our GAs have already cut it. We come in the office Sunday after our Saturday game, and the film is already in, and we're starting to break down the next week's opponent. This isn't a thing that Harbaugh's dependent on to win games. And I know people are out there, well, Georgia and TCU, he couldn't have sold their film 
or their signs and they got blown out. No, it's not really that. It's because you had three weeks off. This is a non-common opponent, and this is a BCS playoff. Like, let's not compare the two. I'm not a Michigan fan. I'm not really a Harbaugh fan. I think Harbaugh is one of the top three coaches in all of football, though. And I think, and I know that for a fact, to be a fact. Um, and it'll be a shame if he leaves college, but I think he wants to leave college. I, I, I truly do. I think he's back to the NFL next year either in Cleveland, Oakland, or the Chargers. He'll be the head coach of one of these guys. Or not Oakland, Vegas. He'll be yeah. one of the head coaches. You know, it kind of reminded me of the Astros when they got into that whole sign-stealing thing with, you know, Jose Altuve. And maybe they did it differently. But someone told me, they said, Steve, you really think the Astros are the only team doing this? No, hell no. Right? I mean, by the way, Altuve still seems to be a pretty good ball player. Yeah, and he's like five foot, isn't he? <laughs> he's a toy cannon. Short kings matter, y'all. Short. Hey, Steve, I got, I got, I got something that I. Uh, Bailey, pop it up, Bailey. I want to show you my fastest three minutes that you took a, a stray Don't bullet on. They said Tyler Murray <laughs> less Cardinals. Here we go. My Rams choke it off this day in L.A. Stadium full of fucking terrible towels. The Rams lose because the refs fucked them. Here we go. Bucks. Uh oh, Bajan Robinson sighting. No touches. What's going on? The NFL's investigating. The Bucks lose late. Atlanta Falcons in first place. There's my boy, Steve Kim. Shout out. <laughs> well, is that racist? Is this not the most racist show ever? It is. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's, I love it. <laughs> hey, I, mean, Steve, I, see. I know you've been flying across the country. You got all these, you know, you, you got all this stuff going on. You were out with your feet out. You had your feet out at the game. Uh, you, you were walking. It looked like you were cussing out. Look at that feet. It looked like you were cussing out. Were you cussing out, um, the head coach or what was going on? Nah, I was just kind of, you know, that seat, those seats over there, like the VIP seats. Um, okay. Big time. They're okay. I, I, I kind of like being with the regular fans more because they're really into the game. That's probably what I'm going to do next time. I want to sit in the West end zone. That's more fun. But, um, yeah, I, I'm not really a type that screams at the coaches all. Although, I mean, when he didn't take the knee, I, I would have been screaming because that's what you should have done. But uh, it was so funny, Coach. The end of the regulation, Miami's tied at, uh, I think it was 17. They had the ball with about a minute 26, a timeout. And Mario Cristobal just made the decision, played it really safe. Let's run the ball and grind the clock. And the crowd was not happy. And I, I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that Emory Williams is a true freshman. I don't know if you saw the end of that game, though, Coach. I kind of – I don't know. I'm kind of split on it. On one hand, I thought we were way too conservative. But on the other hand, it is a true freshman quarterback. What if the guy turns the ball over? And there's also a thinking, hey, look, in overtime, you start the game – you start the ball at 25. So, in theory, even if you don't get one yard, you're still in scoring position. So I. You know, that one I'm not nearly as critical as I was a couple of weeks ago with the Georgia Tech non-knee. Non-knee. <laughs> you getting that on a T-shirt yet? Um, oh, I got to show you something. There's a fan, and I, I wish I would have sent it to you, but I'll do it. There's a guy that made a Miami jersey, and I think his number was 52, whatever, random. And instead of his having his last name on it, it actually said, take a knee. Damn. Yeah, I'll send it to you guys. I think that it's actually true. I'm not kidding around. Some guy actually put on his jersey or his shirt, 
take a knee. Did you try to buy it from him? Huh? Did you try no, to buy it? But I got a picture. And I certainly saved it in my phone. Hey, Kirk sure. Cousins had the best night of any quarterback this season. I'm going out on a record saying it last night versus one of the best defenses, the 49ers. I think Kirk Cousins was lights out, um, and I think it's because he knows they can't hit him anymore. That's just what I personally believe. Um, without Justin Jefferson, he's two and zero, and he had the best night of the of the year in any of any quarterback. I personally believe, as far as what he did, accurate wise, as far as throwing the ball on time, not taking a sack, even though his O line blocked out of their mind. He didn't take a sack. And then my segue to that is he got he he didn't get touched. I thought he should have got sacked on a ball. They let him throw to Addison to seal the game. And then Kareem Jackson gets suspended, Steve, um, for this for this football play. I, I call it a football play. Um he gets hit for that. And then I want to tell me the difference between that and this. Mm. That was a legal play, by the way. No fly, no flag, no penalty, no nothing. Um, what's the difference? I don't think there is one, but in my view, this is where the Players Association has to step in on behalf of Kareem Jackson and say, look, we'll take the fine. You're not suspending us four games. You are really affecting a guy's livelihood. You're affecting a guy's money. I mean, that's almost a quarter of the season, right? And you're going to take away a guy's wages on a play that for 100 years was perfectly legal, in, in many respects, glorified. And I don't see how it's a four-game thing. I'm actually stunned that they will uh, suspend anyone for that long when a, on a hit to a non-quarterback. So I, if that I, was a quarterback getting hit like that, what's he going to get, 10 games? I just It's such I, a dangerous precedent. But the Players Association has to stand up there for their brother here. I they're, agree. They're blackballing Kareem. I thought like they've been doing it all season long, like trying to find because he's a hard hitter. Like that's what like, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're signed up to do. And like JB has said numerous times on this show, with that hit, it's a bang bang play. This is a tight end that's probably what six four or whatever, six five. I don't know. And a second before the hit, he's he's still pretty much upright. So at that point, as a tackler, you're already like putting your head down, your shoulder down to begin tackling him. You can't. There's no way you can know that the tight end, the player, is a, his body is about to shift down to where it can make it a, a you know a upper shoulder neck type of hit. You know what I'm saying? There's no way to know that. So to me, you should be punished and suspended based upon intention. If you do something that's like it was Malicious. clear as day that you were trying to be dirty, Wait, get it. You should have seen a guy by the name of Chuck Cecil. Yeah. Played in the 90s, played at Arizona. Dennis this Smith. guy was a spearing machine. He used to launch himself like a missile. They would have taken him off in handcuffs in today's game. I'm not even kidding because he was a violent, violent football player. Guys, by the way, I want to bring this up. This whole notion that Caleb Williams should sit out from Emmanuel Acho. Mm. My God. Isn't Caleb Williams getting paid NIL? Isn't he now a professional athlete? What happened to his obligation to his program and his team and his NIL sponsors? Does yeah. that mean nothing? We, big, Matt, Steve, we've been talking about this for like three years. I think Sean and I started talking about it two years ago because this has been a common theme from everyone. There's the common Twitter gurus out here who want to come out and say, I'll oh, just sit out, blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, half of them didn't play. Uh, that they, they probably didn't play, and I just don't know. Like, 
I, I'm just curious as to what we're the, the the path we're heading down. Like that's just my thing. Cause it's but Steve, I'm be honest. When did it all start? When bowl games started to become meaningless because they started sitting out bowl games. Kids started sitting out bowl games, and once that started, I mean the playoffs took it's a slippery over. Slippery slope. It is when, a slippery slope. When is slope. a kid going to sit out a playoff game, Steve? In your opinion, when is well, a kid going to sit let out? Let me a just say this. So what's the difference of Caleb Williams five years into his NFL career of his team struggling? Well, you know what, guys, we got five games left, but I got a big contract that's got four years left on it. Next year we'll make a playoff run. I'll see you guys. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, look, look. I Caleb Williams is an excellent college player. I think he's getting exposed a little bit. His deficiencies in his game. However, you do this. If I am an NFL team that needs a quarterback in the top five, number one, you're not getting ownership. <laughs> Out of here with that. Number two, I would actually say, do I like him that much more over Drake May? Or a guy like Michael Penix, I yeah. I, I think that's a lack of character. I'm I, sorry. I, right now, love. though, Steve. Right now, I don't believe it could happen. You know why? Because he has to now prove to GMs that he can get over the hump and get back on track. Right now, he's under 500 right. versus good teams, and he's inaccurate. He's starting to look. How do you small. deal with adversity? You want to be a leader of a locker room, right? If you took the Ocho way out, if I'm a GM, I'm thinking, okay, leadership failed that. Committed, failed yeah. that. Yeah. For the team, failed let me, that. Let me ask you, let me, let me ask you guys this though. Like, that. I mean, like, do you, do you got, cause I feel like there's been so much hype. Like, people, everyone has said this is the, the biggest name, our biggest quarterback prospect we've ever seen. Do, if he did set out, do you guys honestly think teams will pass up on him? Like, I, for me, it sounds like, regardless of what happened, unless he just lays an egg the rest of the season or, or gets a bad injury or something like that. I feel like he's a he's gonna be number one pick regardless. Hey Steve, I'll answer first. This is why I don't. This is why I always say this is the jersey swap era. We're so accepting now. Like there's no more in the locker room fighting. Man, your ass could play. You're not hurt. You're not injured. You're hurt. You could play. We don't have that no more. Oh, take it out, dog. Chill, chill this year. Just chill this week. We're accepting the most accepting group of athletes I've ever been around. And that's why I say, no, GM still will probably draft him. Smitty, to your question, I don't think it would like get people to not draft him. It would get them to think about what are our other options. Right. It would close the gap between him and whoever the second quarterback is. Right. That's my view of it. But again, that's let, let's be honest about this. Let's be fair. This is not something Caleb Williams brought up. It was something that a pundit brought up. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, and look, Caleb's taking a lot of heat for the reaction right after the game. Look, he's disappointed. He's crushed. Here's but a – I don't know if you were here yet. You were here. I don't know if you saw yesterday, but I got a tag. I got a couple of former players on that staff and coaches on the Utah staff. He didn't get up out of his bench to go shake not one player's hands on Utah. And this, this former person that gave me this insight was a former assistant GM in the NFL and said, I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. Now, that's wow. – that's because it's all about him. You you got to be able to face adversity, win or lose, because I don't know if you noticed, though, Steve, it's kind of weird and ironic that the quarterback who paints his nails didn't get off the bench, and if you didn't hear about it last night, the head football coach who allows this, Lincoln Riley, it was a no-show yep. on his own USC radio show. Yeah, he was 
mystery illness. And by the way, I think there's some dinner that he was supposed to host with alumni, and, and he didn't go to that. Look, there's something going on in L.A., guys. I know. He, it's called him going to the Raiders and Cliff Kingsbury being the next head coach. I've been telling y'all. Well, the honeymoon is over between him and USC fans. Just going to a couple Twitter sites that are USC-centric and just uh, gauging the temperature. The honeymoon is over. And if he sticks around next year, if he does not get rid of the Grinch that stole championships as his defensive coordinator, but they, a lot of the USC fans are now kind of seeing it from an OU perspective. They're kind of saying to the Sooner, Sooner fan base, you know what, you guys had a point. By the way, the Sooners, they seem to be okay with Brett Venables. I know they had a little bit of a scuffle this week with UCF, but they won the game. And he's building something. I mean, Venables is going to clean up that defense. They got some recruits coming in. They're doing well. Lincoln Riley is behaving in a way. It is starting to really agitate uh, USC fandom. I can just sense it out here in L.A. His approval rating last year at this point was probably a 95. I would say right now it's probably about a 45. And that USC defense is bad, guys. It is just so unsound structurally in every single way. He's he's 17 and 5 as the head coach at SC. I want to be clear on this stat of the day. He's 17 and 5. Um and through the same amount of games, I don't know if you know this, Clay Helton was 17 and 5. Mm. Yeah, I mean look, th those things can be deceiving. I, I mean look, Nick Saban was I believe 6 and 7 or 5 and 7 his first year at Alabama that that worked out pretty well for them, you know. So yeah. I mean cuz you got to think about the starting point of a program. You know, Larry Coker at one time was 26-0 at Miami. How that – look, the starting point matters. But Lincoln Riley, Here's, I, we talk to USC fans. They, they're now saying under the breath, we get it. We get Steve, this is, my, this is my bigger take on the, what, I, what I said and why I said the 17-5 and record. 17-5 record, you wanted Clay Helton out of there for simple fact that he wasn't an L.A. guy. And I know Clay for a long time. Him and his dad are legendary guys down south. And – Memphis and other places his dad coached. This is a guy that was from the South who had no yes. business doing recruiting LA kids. I'm just going to be honest. It is the exact same scenario here. He was super unengaged with the booster clubs, with the hood, with South Central's core fabric, your recruiting base, where Pete Carroll lived. With Snoop Dogg, Debo, and everybody else that you saw at practice, right? We This is what Prime was 20 years ago with Pete Carroll. This is what we're not seeing. Engagement. There. By the way, I know personally, for a fact, Lincoln Riley's not even letting local high school coaches come watch practice. And you know who's benefiting from it? Dan Lanning in Oregon. Mm. They're raiding California again, guys, especially up north. Yeah. Dan Lanning's building something really good at Oregon. Um, by the way, guys, did you find it interesting that Stanford, a week after beating Colorado, just got absolutely stifled by UCLA? What was that score? I didn't get to see it. I think it was 42-7. And, guys, UCLA's front seven with Latu and Murphy, that's the best UCLA front seven I've seen in years. Yeah. They have NFL guys. They're they're pretty, they, they play Colorado this week, and I'm interested in that matchup between Shador, um, and that track team they have with the UCLA front seven. That 
That's going to be something I'm actually very curious to see there at 4.30 this af- uh, next Saturday or this Saturday. Yeah, I was thinking about potentially going to the game. I've never been, I've never been to the Rose Bowl, but, you know, I don't know. Well, don't worry. Everything. There's plenty of seats available. It's a UCLA football game. So. <laughs> <laughs> empty. Hey, Miami kind of look empty. Is it because they play off campus like SC and UCLA? Yeah, it is. Look, that stadium, Hard Rock, is about a good 30, 40-minute drive. And look, the Miami fans are a lot. It's not a. It's not a college town. It's a bandwagon city. The last two weeks probably shaved off about fifteen thousand people off the attendance. If they were undefeated coming into last Saturday, it's about sixty-five whatever thousand. Um, they show up to one game a year, and you know it's funny, guys. With the Miami attendance, there's a particular pattern. Every even year, their average attendance at home. Is the is about five to seven thousand more for one reason. That's when Florida State comes into town. So yeah. a, you can just look at the pattern for forty years. Miami is not. An, it's a lot like L.A. though, guys. Look, you talked about Clay Helton, coach. When Clay Helton was at the very tail end of his run, USC wasn't drawing that well. I remember at the, at the end of uh, Paul Hackett, they weren't drawing that well. UCLA, for some reason, has not drawn that well for the past 20 years for football, for whatever and reason. Bob Toledo beat SC nine straight. Right, and they were drawing well then. But I, I will say this. I know you don't like Chip Kelly. Coach, I actually like what Chip Kelly's building. There's a pretty good foundation there at UCLA. See, I don't know. See, he's been there now, what, five? No, no, seven, eight years now, Chip. Already that long? See, then, 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 I, then I disagree with you because this should be the year he's Undefeated. Well, again, they're not. Look, UCLA is not. I'm not saying that they're elite, but I, I have a good young quarterback that I think is eventually going to be a good player. But they're playing three guys now. Okay, more the merrier. The, the rotation, you know. But I'm just saying, Dante Moore is going to be the guy. Dante Moore, when he leaves UCLA, we're going to say, wow, that that was a really good. I think he's got a higher upside than uh, DTR, and who ended up having a good Ooh. career. And defensively, I think they're stout with Latu up front. They are good. I see this thing falling apart. Kelly's gone. This this more kid entering the portal. He'll be at uh, who knows San Jose now. Who knows? I mean, it's just gonna fall apart on him. Um, I gotta ask you a boxing question before you get out of here. Um, is this even worth watching? (laughs) What's this? What is it? Having a boxing? Oh, the Jake Paul? No, I don't watch it. I, I mean, look, I I have no reservations about them doing it, participating, being capitalist. Uh, as a consumer, I I choose not to partake, <laughs> just to be honest, especially during football season. It, it's hard enough paying attention to the real boxing that I actually like from Labor Day weekend all the way to early February. But, look, it's a novelty. These guys build it. But I will say one thing about Jake and Logan Paul. They actually, especially the one that does it more, they fight more often. They actually yeah. give their fans what they want. They don't take nine, eight, eight, nine months off in between fights. They they, they re- have relatively quick turnarounds, and they create a market for themselves. But when the next time he fights, will I be tuning in? No. Mm-hmm. Hey, Steve, shout out to my guy Scrappy Ramirez. Man had a big time, uh, big time win. Well, you know, Scrappy, uh, he he trained over there at Brickhouse Boxing. I know. I interviewed him uh, at Brickhouse. Uh, I met him through a, a mutual friend. Scrappy grew up playing football out here in L.A. He's always been that scrappy guy. Playing, he had to be know, a step small. back. I mean, he's small. He had to be a he's little small, step back. He's small. He's tiny, but he has heart, man. That's my guy. He makes Deuce Vaughn look like a Derrick Henry at his size. Yeah. Jeez, man. Yes. Hey, yeah. hell yeah, hell no, uh, Steve. 
it's gonna puzzle. It's gonna it's gonna piss off people on this one. I gotta be honest. Kyle Shanahan, top five coach in the NFL. Hell yeah, hell no. So who, who are we putting in front of them? I, Thank I, you. I, That's my point. That's it. That's the bottom point. Everybody, Kyle uh, McVay. <laughs> put McVay, McVay in front of him. He has a I'm Super Bowl. Putting, Although Shanahan dominates head McVay head to head, though. You know? put, hey, but not in the, not not when it mattered because he beat the Niners and won a Super Bowl. Um. Oh, by the way, Shanahan is not done. Um. I'm gonna get. I, so I got Doug Peterson, Andy Reid, uh, Belichick, McVay. Uh, I, I can actually keep going. Where are you at with? Well, if you go by Belichick with track record, what about recent though? Well, that's thank what- you, Steve Kim. I love you, Steve. I mean, you just said Steve earlier. Steve. No, JB, you just said earlier. What have you done for me lately? That's the league that we play in, and lately, Bill Belichick has been a shell of himself. If, if you if you're a kid and you were born, I don't know what fucking 2019 or something. You're a baby. You're five years old. Bill Belichick is just a regular ass coach to you. He is not way, Steve, anything alive to me. We're talking about legacy. We're talking about right now. Pete Stop Carol. letting everything else c- confuse you, JB. Right now, he's not a better coach than Shanahan. Point blank, period. You don't have Pete Carroll ahead of him. I, I, I will say, huh? The problem with Belichick, the coach, is Belichick, the GM. That offense he's put together. Look, I'm not saying Mac Jones is Tom Brady 2.0. You got to get him some help outside. They have no ability to threaten the defense. None. It's one of the slowest offensive units you will ever see. That's Bill's fault. All right. Hell yeah, hell no. Second one. This guy will be the new head coach for the New England Patriots. Who is that? Vrabel. Vrabel. Yeah, I mean, look, he knows the Patriot way. Obviously, he's very familiar with Bob Kraft and – I get the sense with Vrabel, it's gotten a little stale out there in Tennessee, and I like Vrabel. Tough, hard-nosed coach, type of guy that could look like he can get into an octagon and hold his own. That would be a natural succession plan. That doesn't sound crazy to me. And, and, and everyone's talking about Belichick signed a contract nobody knew about. Well, that's easily can be moved up to the next to Kraft, and he'll sit up there by Kraft, and he'll be the GM. Vrabel will be the <laughs> no sh- guys. Guys, let me just say something. As much as I respect Bill Belichick, and I'm reading a book right now by Seth Wickersham. It's called Better to Be Feared. It's a really good book. It's a look at that whole dynasty, or actually what led into it, and then all the way through the end. I have a lot of respect for Belichick. I do. But as a GM, the last seven, eight years, he has failed his organization. Just look at it. But he's also done great things as a GM. I mean, not goes, in the last seven, eight years, he hasn't. No, yeah, but it goes hand in hand. I mean, JB uh, is so stuck on the first. Like, I get the history of Belichick. It's a we, we can never take that away from him. But like, bro, exactly. the last, the last, last like, the and last his, his history of drafting wide receivers. Oh my God! You know why? Because a little white guys won for them forever with Brady. Yeah, now but he's also drafting to... a lot of taller, faster black guys, but you got to hit on some of them. Uh, they're bad. No, no, no. That's part of why Brady, reason Brady left. You, you guys remember Brady's last season in New England, which we never even bring up? That they, offense was handcuffed. Was handcuffed, even when Brady was there. That's why he why he left. So Brady saw the writing on the wall. That's why he, I'm out of here. So all I'm saying is, listen, we're not taking away anything Bel- Belichick done prior, but as of right now, there's there's no way you're putting him as a top five head coach unless you're just uh, 
thinking about the first what twenty the first twenty years. He's not he's not that guy. No right. I mean, that's like judging Roy Jones in two thousand fourteen and fifteen and saying he's still pound for pound. I'm thinking, well, I mean, he was. <laughs> I, you don't get that in perpetuity. Thank no. you, Jay. Hey, Thank Steve. you, man. Hell yeah, hell no. Right now to win you a game, Kirk Cousins over Josh Allen. I will take Kirk Cousins. Josh Allen's regressed. Ooh. That whole offense is regressed. I, I'm a big Josh Allen fan, but I got. But again, see what I do? I go by the present. Yeah. I don't say with well, the last three years. Well, no, I don't. The Buffalo Bills offense. I hate to say it, but Ken Dorsey, his seat's getting warm as their offensive coordinator. It seems like Brian Dable kind of came out and said, "Well, I'm now consulting," and I'm thinking that's not a good thing when your head coach says, "I'm going to start consulting my coordinator," because you know what comes next, okay? But Kirk Cousins, I've always thought was a little bit underrated. He's not great. He's not horrible. I think he's a pretty solid NFL quarterback. He's the type of guy that if you have him as your signal caller, you're going to consistently be in games. And he's won a lot of football games. Now, he's not very good on primetime taking away last night. But I think he's been a solid, serviceable, pretty good quarterback throughout his run. Yeah, agree. Um, I gotta ask you, Steve. <laughs> I'm, I can't even ask you. Um, Bailey, get this in the in this in the in the show for me if you can. Um, I just sent it to you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I think the I think the Kirk Cousins had the best game of any quarterback last night of any quarterback all year long. That's just my opinion. Hey, um, I have a question. Is the Vikings offense, and this is going to seem silly, is it kind of better without Jefferson? It seemed to operate pretty well last night. 2-0. and 2-0. And, and Addison now becomes the one, even though we know Justin Jefferson is who he is. Um, I, I got a better question, though. Is the 49ers just the 49ers without Debo Samuel and Purdy showing to be just pretty good? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look. pretty bad to me. Purdy, that one interception on that second to last drive, the last yeah. one he had to kind of throw it up. They're running out. That, that's inexcusable. I don't know whose fault that was, but I just know it can't happen. And, you know, the McCaffrey fumble early kind of stifled them. But I was surprised at the fact that the Niners front, I don't think they ever really got home on Kirk Cousins consistently. No, they, they, no, they, not, no sacks all game. None. And yeah. I kept waiting for them to hit Cousins and affect them, and they couldn't do it. And they had no answer for Jordan Addison. None. Um, yeah. So that is what it is. By the way, before I leave, I want to say one thing. I think Lamar Jackson and Munkin are starting to make some sweet music out there in Baltimore. I had Patrick Queen on yesterday, and he said that, you know, he's starting to be more comfortable in practice and stuff some like that. Music, some I, music. I watched him. I'm getting the film and put it, Steve, as we talk, so I can't wait for that show before, uh, when everybody tries to cancel me when I break down his film tomorrow and, and I show everybody that he's really not that good. Uh, oh, but, <laughs> you know, you put your chin out and he just, boom, just kind of just I knew what he was going to do. See, I just knew it. I just, you can't hey, get are we doing football palooza? Yeah, we'll do football palooza. Miami plays a dangerous Virginia Cavalier team. By the way, that beat. Uh, beat by the Drake way, Drake May. May, man, he missed so many throws on Saturday. Hey, I'm starting to, I'm starting to not be so high on that. He kid. missed a ton of throws, and I'm thinking to myself, where was that last week? But anyway, um, before you leave, before I let you go, before I let you go, uh, yeah. 
This guy literally had this graphic made. Like, this tells you the mindset of this particular human. I don't know if you've seen it, but here we go. You know what, though? I think a lot of fellas would agree with that one, though. Let's <laughs> just keep that right. I think a lot of guys would be like, yeah, you're telling me. Be. But you know what he should have had? He should have also had another graphic and add an, uh, an Arena League football player chasing after him. Because that's right. Didn't he stick a bunch of those guys? So yeah, I don't know hey. what happened. AB's <laughs> AB, right, AB, man. I'm surprised he doesn't have his own reality show. Hey, man. I just unbelievable to me. Like, this guy made that. Like, eh. No, no, not only did he made it, he proudly posted it. You know what's <laughs> well, funny? Hold on. Y'all know AB crazy ass. He didn't make it. Somebody made it for him. Like, and he, and he just it. said, let me post up this mother. Right By the way, he owes money to everybody. So... Right, so that's why he should have had an Arena League football player also chasing after him. That would have been and a whole, coach, and, a whole and, and a whole GM and a whole team. Well, he should have had his feet out, burnt up with the GM looking at his burnt feet, and then he—it's a lot of pictures he could have on there. <laughs> but anyway, I see, uh, I see you Thursday. I'll see you guys Thursday. See you later, Smitty. Peace. Later. Um, the one and only Steve Kim, y'all. Bless hey, I got to take a piss like a Russian racehorse in Alaska. I don't know. Nah, if you, know you gonna hold it? Nope, nope. You hold it. You hold it for forty minutes. Nope. We gonna hold it. Let's see how long you can hold it. Let's see how strong. Tall. I can do it. I can do it. Let's see how strong your 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 lower muscles are. Let's see if you can really hold that piss for forty minutes. I know you old. Old of y'all pissing yourselves a lot. No, I ain't motherfucker. I ain't seventy. You, you ain't seventy, but you pushing fifty. Hey. You can stay on the motherfucker by yourself. I got to take them. No, I got to be too. I'm out this motherfucker. New commercials. Eric with the rich. Why the fuck do you have with the commercials? Damn, Eric. Come on, bro. You told us yes. You made a promise that you was going to. You had a Tim Tebow speech in the group chat. I promise you will never see someone put together new commercials faster than I will do it. I will send out brand emails. You will never see anyone work harder than anyone in podcast history. And you didn't fucking do it. Eric with the Rich is fucking Packer fan. That's why. Here's a reason why it was the best football game of the weekend or of the year so far. The best football game of the year so far is because there was controversy. There was shit talking. There was animosity. There was... uh, there was a lot of shit going on. There was a lot of shit going on that stirred up this game. And it turned it into an event. See, football games are an event, not a game. Basketball is a game. Baseballs are games. They play every other day. They play back-to-backs. Football is an event. Every Saturday, football is held once a week, and it's an event. Everybody comes out, tailgates. It's an event. They do fireworks. It's an event. Everything happens at football games as an event. So the Colorado-Colorado State game, the ticket sales were event-priced, just like a concert, right, or an event, sold out. People stayed up till 2, 3 in the morning on the East Coast to watch the game. They did. And you never, ever would have heard of a cat staying up for a Colorado-Colorado State game on the East Coast, right? Mm -hmm. So – all the stuff that Dion brought in there and they the, the college game day, the rock and McAfee and all these different things, little Wayne and all the, 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 the shit that, that that has gone on, Master P on the sideline and, and Kawhi Leonard and you <laughs> Cameron. 
It's an event, right? That's not a normal game. That's an event. Um, I said it was the best football game of the weekend or of the year because of that being allowed. The shit talking, the animosity, the actual game itself had real contact, hard hitting, real animosity in the game. Like there was real back and forth. That wasn't no regular jersey swap. I don't believe there was a jersey swap after that game. I don't believe there was a jersey swap before the game. I don't believe cats were talking before the game. There's two reasons why this is. A, there's no real Colorado folks on the Colorado team. Most of it. Well, here, here's my take. First of all, I, if I'm Colorado, I do not want that dude to get ejected. Because now I'm headhunting thing. I'm headhunting that motherfucker the rest of the game. Yeah, I feel about it. Yes. I'm like, why does everybody want him ejected? I want him out. No, no, fuck ejecting this guy. Look, look, don't eject him. Absolutely not. No, 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 no. Because at the end of the game, guess what happened? Football karma bit his ass at the end of the game, and he got a fucking touchdown by Horn. So you don't know. I'll kick him out. That's. I don't want him out of the game. I want to. I want to walk into the huddle and go. Did you see what Eleven just did to Travis Hunter? We are going to fuck him up. It's yeah. on. That's, that's it. Like that's what it should have been. Now, right over. Was was the hit? Was the hit malicious? Was the hit yeah, intentional? The hit all that probably. But that was a, that was a normal play, Matt. Growing up with you and I, that exactly. was a normal football play. When I say dirty, I'm not saying bad. Look, I'm a buff, bro. Did I like seeing Travis Hunter get hurt like that? Absolutely not. Am I siding with Blackburn? Fuck no. I, it pissed me off at the game. It pisses me off now. If I was on the field at that point and I was playing offensive line, I played defense when I was at Colorado and my first two years in the league, so I, I wasn't on offense. But if, you know, the whole, you know, Royal Wee whatnot, I probably, I'm kind of angry at the offensive line for not being there with their quarterback. That really pissed me off more than maybe the hit. The hit, I understand. I totally understand it. I don't know how many fucking times in my life I've had a coach walk up to me or walk up to the group of defensive players and say, if fucking Adrian Peterson isn't here in the the third quarter and we hit him hard enough and he's out of the game, he can't go for 240 and four tutties in the fucking Big 12 title game against us. If Vince Young is out of the game, we keep hitting this motherfucker in the face. He can't run all over the field and make everybody look like average athletes while he's giving you the finger running into the, into the, in the end zone. You can't do shit about it. So I guarantee you, Jay Norvell and, and the entire team, they were out there to maliciously play. And I know that because they had 24 penalties or some stupid shit. Crazy. Crazy. Look- Has Nick Saban... Is he is he drowning right now in the Deion Sanders new coaching era and generation? Is is Jimbo Fisher a Nick Saban disciple drowning right now? Are the old school cats that aren't trying to get on social media and be part of the trend? Are they drowning right now? Are you a little worried or not? Man, to me, I'm not more so worried about that. I'm just worried about what the other coaches are doing, like the discipline of the game for them, right? Like I always tell people, man, like when you're at practice, you put yourself in situational stuff. But I don't think these coaches get it yet. Like you got to put these kids in the right position. Like, JB, do you feel like uh, Melro is a pocket quarterback? Like you, like you got to use his abilities like to his strengths. 
And I think the kid get in his head to Prestige Worldwide, Boats and Hoes. I'm back. Of course I'm back first. Because I do shit quick, fast, and in a hurry. Got my coffee. Man, hey. It's called Kegeling. You got to Kegel as you get older. So you, you prep yourself for prostate surgery. <laughs> you know what that means? Any of you know any of that, what that means? So before you get prostate surgery, you should start Kegeling, which means you start to piss and then you pull it back and hold it in. I hate that feeling, but strengthens the prostate. And then allows you to get prepped so after surgery, you're not wearing a diaper forever. But I'm I'm hipping you to game right now. I'm hipping you all, uh, all you guys to game right now. Yeah, that's you just heard some real shit right there, Smitty. You don't know about that. I know it's Doc Talk Tuesday, but I thought that was for Jesse Morris. I know it's for Doc JB. You talking about holding your p- pissing and holding it back? You know that's one of the hardest, that's one of the top 10 things, hardest thing to do in the world as a man. To like stop your stream, you know, once you start peeing, to just stop. That's one of the hardest things you'll ever be able to do. That is what strengthens the prostate. It's impossible, bro. That's once, that. That's what strengthens the prostate. Once you start peeing, though, like you can hold it for a little while, but you can't like you can't hold it for a long time. Like once I can hold start, you can't do it. Cum, I can hold my cum, my no, piss, shit, all that. You, you can't hold your cum. Yeah, easy. Are you crack? Because no. Once you get past that that line of demarcation, once you get past that point where it's like it's like it's like thirty seconds before you know you're about to leave. once you get past that point, ain't no coming back. <laughs> it's a wrap. You don't. You got you got weak mind though. See me, I don't. I got that strong mind. See what I'm saying? I got that mindset over. I got mind over dick. You know what I'm saying? That matter. <laughs> It's like, hold on. It's like I'm mind over dick. Uh, uh, I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm sorry, that shit funny as hell. Uh, I'm just saying, dog. Uh, y'all know. I'm just saying. Oh, you got it. I can't, I, can't, I can't even comment no more. You got it. He got mind over dick. Hey. Uh, Dick control. Ooh. Gotta have dick control. Hey, girls say they got pussy control. Yeah, but it's a little easier for a woman to be able to do that. In my opinion, obviously, I don't have I don't have that. But like my just common sense, it's easier for them to kind of hold, kind of keep shit. You know what I mean? Control and shit like that. Yeah, our shit just be. You know what I mean? Like when it's time, it's time. Ain't too much you can do about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's Eddie. Shut up, Eddie. Shut up. You a virgin. Um, that shit, that, that, that AB shit is crazy. Um, hey, big baby, bring up some white, some white people shit, uh, logo for us. Bring up the white people shit logo. We got the white bread. It's white people shit Tuesday. Uh, all the ladies in the chat, Bailey is a single man, young, young brother, mixed, light skin, cut, be in the weight room. So we ain't showing them to you yet, but let you know, we're going to bring them on the show at one point. So, single ladies, Bailey's available. We just let you know right now. Yeah, we all, uh, for the most part, everybody besides Derek, it looks pretty good. 
besides <laughs> Derek. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm happy Bailey's on the show. Now, nah, which I'm, Derek, I'm picking on Derek today. I'm picking on Derek today. Bailey hey, is a mixed brother, so I, so so I got I got another brother on here. You know what I mean? At first it was just white, 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 and then me. So now you know we're starting to slowly. We're starting to slowly. You know, Eric with the wrench is Canadian. Um, Ethan is from. Hey, hey, Derek does a lot of work behind the scenes for us. So all you guys out there. Uh, but I'm depending on this T-shirt that he's getting me. That's gonna be unbelievable. So we gotta get this T-shirt made, and then um, and then he didn't have a commercial. So you know, I gotta get into something real quick. White people shit. Uh, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Yeah. Use promo code Believe B L E A V. Um, here we go, Smitty. I gotta I gotta get your take on this. Dog. Oh, so the plane is at the gate and. There's a tail tip. Yeah, you see it right. The motherfucker's tilted. Motherfucker like this. My boy, my boy, my boy Ports got in the back. Still tipping on fofos, wrapped in fofos, tipping on fofos. How do you do that? I imagine you like on the plane, like you just land everything cool. You're like, thank God, cool. You know, no, they haven't taken off. But like, listen. Oh, I thought they landed and they pulled over to the. Leave that. <laughs> nah, exactly. I thought they landed and pulled up to, to the gate and then then they fell back. They ain't nah. taking off yet. Nah, the, the the motherfucking loaders loaded it too heavy in the back. Imagine you getting on that motherfucker though. Like you in there and the motherfucker just lean back. And you you just slid all the way back. That's I, crazy. I, put it this way. Hell yeah, hell nah. Are you still flying away if that happens? Hell no. I'm like, hey, y'all, I'm, I ain't going to be there. I'll be there tomorrow. I'm going to get the, the taxi, a cab, or a new pl- a new plane or something. Ain't no way I'm getting on that. Hell no. Hey, I got some uh, black people shit. Hell yeah, hell no. This is black people shit. Why you want to be fake? I'm trying to teach you to need a plane. But what you wearing before you come out getting the fish? He's getting his ass beat to the highest level. Like that's 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 <laughs> that damn white people. Shit. Homie, you allow this little punk ass kid to push old people in the legs with crutches. This motherfucker had crutches on. You know Bro. he had crutches. Hold on, hold on. I want to be clear here. You do know this motherfucker is on crutches, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. But what you wearing before you come out catching the fish? Oh my god! Oh my god! Wow. I, that little boy, we need to call and, and see if he's still even here. Like he that, that motherfucker on the show. Yeah, he got he got his ass beat. Like, I couldn't I couldn't even think of whether my parent was on crutches or not. If I push them in the water, it's a wrap. It's Who beats a their rap. kids more? Black people or white people beat their kids more? JB, don't ask no silly. White people don't whoop their kids. Black people, white people, white people don't whoop their damn kids. I had a man growing up. I had a, a, a few. I'd be on my home, my white homie house. Shut, shut the fuck up, mom. I be in that house like, whoa, like what? Like I, I'm, 
I whoa, I'm over, I'm confused. I'm like, I don't even know how to react to this, bro. And she'll yell back and then just storm off. And I'm like, that's it. If I, if I, even, I don't know. If my this, voice just raised a little bit. My mom, my dad, I'm getting my ass beat. I got my ass whooped. So just so you know, it's all about the personality. I guess you, you, you're different, though. You, you white, Jet, you're different. You're white, but you didn't grow up like I traditional hit, white. Like, I get kids. I walk around in the mall and I look to hit kids. I want to beat kids. I want to beat kids up. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to whoop your ass. Look around the mall like a motherfucker. You talk back to your mama, motherfucker. I, I go, I go hard. I don't give a fuck who mama it is, who parent kid it is. I'm beating your ass. Hey, JB walk around like Pootie Tang with a belt, just right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna be fucking. I'm beating someone's ass. Uh, white people shit. I remember it like it was yesterday, Joe. Ten yeah. to nine. Y'all always doing. Y'all just be doing the most, bro. See, that's how I know y'all life just so good. You know what I mean? Like you, you just you just wake up and do random shit. You know what? Life just good. Four hundred one k. Ira's good. You know, IRA good. Everybody ain't nobody in jail. Getting job, everything just cool. Like it just, you know what? Put, put an astronaut uh, astronaut suit on today. What the is hell? Black people shit or white people shit? I need to know, audience, fans. Is this white people or black people shit? Oh, go back to the beginning. <laughs> That's the best hit of the weekend, bar none. Form, speed. Ran it's through. Better, it's better. It's better than the ejection. And then he's like fucking him up. Yeah. After you hit him, look, he came back, bitch, mom, and then walked off. Um, I don't know what that, that just some that just some hard. That just that's just some good shit. That ain't white, black, orange. Hey, Jerry, Jerry said the white people part is running on the field. <laughs> that's a fact. That's a fact. Hey, hold you on. Really- Who's this? Troll in here. Oh, he said the security guard should be put in prison. I don't trust nobody who don't get the actual picture on there, unless anyway, I know you personally. Um, white people yeah. shit. One more. We got a lot of white people shit. What black people They had JB Ports in there. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> they was two step like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. We gotta that. get some brass sacks here before we break down a little bit of football. I gotta I got some film I want to show you. Yeah. But I before that though, I want to get into something else. Um now I gotta get, get to the takes. Shout out to Michael Irvin for calling his son out. Have you seen this? Yep. Michael Irvin calls out his son on national television for capping. Capping means lying. Yep. In his lyrics, knowing he grew up in a gated community. I don't know if we got the video of him rapping, uh, Bailey, but if we don't, no biggie. Um, Shout out to Irvin. Uh, we were with Irvin last in August at uh, Pump Brothers. Um, oh, yeah. I gotta ask you. I love it. I love it. Number one. Number two. 
that's 99.9% of the rappers out there rapping about something they've never done. They rapping about someone out there that's really doing it. Right. Um, where are you at with this whole take? And do you know anything about his son rapping? Is his son even any type of on the, is he on the radar or is he just uh, his son? I think, I think it's just his son. I mean, to my knowledge, unless he's one of these like super young new rappers who maybe he's popping, but I've never heard of him before until this clip. Um, I thought, first of all, I thought it was funny. You know, you, you don't too many times see like a parent, especially of Michael Irvin's, you know, stature and his name to just, you know, call it like it is on national television on, on Undisputed. But I respect it. It's like, man, like you didn't grow up like that. Why are you talking and, and putting out this facade as if like, this, now let this me ask you this before you cut. Do you know do they have a relationship? I, I have no I have no contacts in terms of like their relationship or what the, what the situation is, if they're close or not. So um to me, it's two sides to it though, JB. Like I, I I've been thinking about this a little deeper. On one side, like I'm like my, my initial instinct is like I'm with Michael Irvin. I agree with I agree with you. It's like don't lie on your rap because that's not who you are. You could be influencing other people in, in a negative way, etc. But on the flip side, though. I look at music, I look at acting, I look at all that stuff is like an art. And when you're performing an art, so to speak, a skill set, whatever, I do think there is room for storytelling. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes artists don't always make songs about them. They might make a song about somebody else who's been through the situation. Maybe a friend told them a story and they ended up writing something about that and, and they sung that song or rapped that song or or acted in this role in a movie or something like that. I think the problem is when we listen to music, we just naturally just assume and correlate that whatever they're saying in this song is literally what they are doing on a day-to-day basis. And that's the lifestyle that they're living. And they do put it out there like that. So I understand. I'm just, I guess my question for all the fans is, when you're making music, are you allowed to to storytell? Are you allowed to to talk about something else that maybe is not about you, but maybe it's about a a friend who you know or or something like that? That, that that's the only thing there. So yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, different. even even and this is a way different, like less lesser degree. But I remember um like Ice Cube talked about this a long time ago with um what was it? Was it today was a good day? Maybe. I can't remember. It was one one of their early songs. Um, I don't know. It was one of their early songs that 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 they, they wrote were. or that Ice Cube wrote that was originally for him, but they ended up giving it to I think to Easy E because Ice Cube was like, "Well, I ain't I ain't got a six four like I ain't like at the time Easy E was the only one with money because he was out there hustling in the streets. Ice Cube never was broke at the time, and but he originally wrote a song where I, I think it was like cruising down the street in my six four. Like I think that was originally. Ice Cube song for himself, and he ended up giving it to Easy because he was like, "Yeah, it was." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice, yeah, yeah. Like, Ice yeah. Cube and Yella actually wrote it. Yeah, um, exactly. So there's all that. The whole out, you know, the whole NWA album was written written by Cube. So yeah, yeah. Like so. Easy had the voice. You know what I mean? So Easy had that voice, and then you fuck with the wrong one when it came to the lyricist was was Cube. And I still yeah. think he's on the Taj Mahal of of all. Rappers Cube is to me still the, one of the best. He gets, I think, he's underrated as shit. Um, for sure. So. But he, he, when he did no Vaseline, shit. Hey, his own folks were like, shit, we're fucked. That's one of the best disses of all time, right there. Um, yeah, to me, it's number one. Um, Chris Olave and another unfortunate brother, um, doing this, not unfortunate brother, uh, doing an unfortunate thing. Um, yeah. I'm trying to figure out. 
why what's happening with why this? Why's everybody speeding for real? Like, it's weird. We talked about it like back in June. I told you. What I say? Am I the only motherfucker that ever? You did call me Nostradamus. What'd you call me? Predictionomus. I called you, you something like, like Jason Domus. J- I can't remember what I said. I used to be saying stuff, JB. It's be flowing in the moment. I can't even think of it. You know what I mean? Um, it's because they it's because they got these nice cars. But I don't know. NFL players always had nice cars, so I don't really know. If that's the thing. But they didn't get the car keys at seventeen. Yeah, but he not, but he Alave, what, 23 now? So, like, okay, let, me, let me let me break this down. Let me break down this fatherly advice, coaching advice. Let me drop the mic on Smitty again. Here we go. All right, number one. Number one is when you're 17, 18, 19, 20 now, and you're getting a couple million dollar NIL deal, and guess what? Or you're getting a car or a truck, as in the Utah kids or somebody else. These are not first car cars right does that make sense my first car is the car i still got right now chevy malibu 2015 that's a oh, first I, car. Wish I, I wish i would have had a chevy malibu i had a fucking ford courier you don't even know what that is go look it up and guess what my dad said you're gonna learn how to fuck this up first before i get you anything worth fucking up but See? i bet you at that time that was the equivalent to my malibu no, it's not, not. It wasn't. Stop. You go go Google it. Hey, hey, Bailey, can you pull up a Ford fucking Courier right now and show it live on the internet? Ford Courier pickup truck. And then I guess what my second car was? A Volvo Renault. You don't even know what a Renault is. And then my third car was my grandma's Fifth Avenue. It was a Fifth Avenue. That motherfucker was the most comfortable seats I've ever been in my life, though. I'm not going to lie. But it was a straight grandma. And me and the homies were mobbing that motherfucker everywhere. We did a lot of dirt in that car. But anyway, and then um, then I had a 68 Mustang coming on up, moving on up. Even though it's 93, I got a 68 Mustang. Hold on, but that's a classic, though. That's yeah, a, yeah, a hell of a jump. Like, ah, you know, you know, cats want to get into something hip, you know. I don't know. And then I actually lived in the Ford Courier, by the way, for about 18 months. FYI. And then I had a Chevy Blazer that I totaled. My homie got slung out the window. He just came over last weekend, by the way. Damn. Yeah, that's in my book. It's a whole story. Get the fuck out of here, Smitty. Is that equal to your car? That motherfucker clean. That What's motherfucker that clean. Put some tins on there. Put some tins on there. That motherfucker clean. With some tinted windows. Oh, my God, homie. There. See, this is the thing. See, Smitty now looks at it because now it's what have you done for me lately. Now that that has passed, now it's fresh again. Now the motherfucker think it's fresh again. No, hold on, y'all. For real, I'm not even trying to be – that shit look good. That same color with some tins on there and, and some tinted windows? You got the holes in the back? Bro, that looks good. You tripping right now. Ungrateful mother – bro, I wish I had that. I got a Chevy 2015 Malibu that I got myself. Then my pay, I had to go there with a ghost credit score and hustle and, and, and talk my talk for them to allow me to get a fucking loan from Ball State Federal Credit Union. I used my federal grant money to get my first car, which is still my same car that's paid off right now. Thank God. No car payment. It's my first and only car I've ever had. You you didn't have eight damn cars, Mustangs, the Courier. Eight, Come on. You eight, I've paid off 13 on my life. Paid off 13 cars. I've had sure. 20 plus. All right, big All money. Right. Let me break this down. Let me go back to my Lave deal. So when we got a Ford Courier like that, and it was a shitbird, uh, we called it a hoopty, right? 
Back yeah. in our day, we called them a hoopty. Yeah. So we was in a hoopty, and we learned to respect that hoopty because we'll never get out of that hoopty and get a better car. Nowadays, you're giving Chris Olave, uh, um, Jalen Carter, um, you know, my, my man Suggs in, in Vegas, all these people, this elaborate 200-mile-an-hour fucking vehicle, and these kids don't even know how to change the brakes. You know what I had to do to get into that courier? I had to give it an oil change. I had to change the brakes. I had to bleed the pads, and I had to learn how to run it out of gas and then fucking learn how to put gas in it and then go to the under the hood in the carburetor and have to fucking get gas into the carburetor by pouring gas into the carburetor to pop start the motherfucker and bleed it out. You don't understand. You don't know nothing about it. I don't know how to do nothing you just said. Exactly. Exactly. And that is why we respected the nice car. You think these cats are respecting these vehicles they're behind, homie? Everybody can't be an expert with that car, though, JB. It ain't about an expert. It's about respecting what's you're in f- behind so that you don't kill a motherfucker, homie. I like, hear you, JB. Let's be real. You don't respect social media. You don't respect technology with your old ass. And it starts up that I'll be doing own art, slicing, and dicing, and cutting it. You don't respect it. You don't respect you don't you don't respect Adobe Photoshop and Adobe Premiere. So you don't understand the work that goes behind it. So it can go both ways and go both sides. Come on now. Why? That's why I got Bailey. <laughs> that's why I got Ethan <laughs> hey my dad wasn't playing and guess what I took my my driver's head test in a fuck my dad made me take this motherfucker in a stick shift Oh. and then guess what I'm not even gonna lie dog. I got I passed I passed the test and my dad looked at the report and he, I missed like they wrote on their thing. You, he, you, they said Jason stalled on a three point, uh, on a, uh, on a what do you call it? Uh, I was a parallel parking. Yeah. So I'm trying to parallel park a fucking stick, and the stick that I was in was a V, uh, was a uh, Cabriolet, my mom's, mm. a red convertible fucking Cabriolet that the reverse you had to push down, over left up. So you had to push down, left, and up. If you guys ever had a V-Dub or a, or a Cabriolet, and I'm fucking trying to parallel park this bitch, and I stalled that bitch. I was so I, I wasn't in, I wasn't as embarrassed as I was scared of going home. My daddy looked at the thing. This motherfucker must have motherfucked me, homie. He's like, you've been driving my damn truck because my dad was a truck driver and a diesel mechanic. And he taught yeah. me how to drive a fucking diesel dog at 11 years old. So I'm driving an 18 fucking gear diesel truck mm. at 11 on a box, on a crate. And I'm sitting there learning how to drive a diesel with my dad and my grandpa, my dad's dad, who's a straight up just eating oysters with no teeth, right? That type of motherfucker. Yeah. Sailor, a sailor, boxer, pro baseball player, struck out Babe Ruth. It's a long history. Ruben's in the chat. Ruben's one of my lifelong friends, by the way. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. My dad uh, motherfucked me for stalling that motherfucker. And he was like, he stole a fucking Cabriolet, but not a fucking Kenworth. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, nah. So I never remember. And I'm just sitting there taking it. Like, fuck, I stalled the motherfucker. I passed. 
But right. guess what? If I'd have said I passed, I'd have got my ass whooped. Right. But I passed though. Now that's something that my generation would have said. I, yeah. I admit that. I admit oh, that. Nowadays, y'all, I passed though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if I would have, hey, I would have got my ass whooped if I said I would have passed. I still passed though. I'd have got my ass. I'd have got my ass fucked up by my pops. I'm just telling you, this was a young age though. So yeah. No, your generation, y'all used to get your ass beat bad. Um. Yeah. I got I got to break this down though. Good friend of mine actually. I don't know what happened, but you know, now that I have become what I despise, um, I got to report it because we're the we're the first show in the morning that's really up. I don't know what happened, um, but my boy Kevin Sumlin got arrested. He's what? Maryland's OC. He actually coached Loxley, by the way. So all you that don't know, he's actually Loxley's one of Loxley's mentors. He's now. Helping out on offense in Maryland. Uh, they got him in the orange jumpsuit. Ah, damn. Why they got him looking like they got him down bad? Yeah, I don't know what happened. I'm trying to look into it. I'm actually texting a few friends. Um, is it more than just a DUI? Did he hurt somebody accident? Did he? Uh, I don't know. Maryland's a little different, I guess. I don't know. Um, you know, my, old head, coach, my old head coach is at Maryland. Um, very, I was very, very close. Nobody knows this. I'll tell you now because it ain't going to ever happen now. Um, I was very, very close um, two years ago to going on coaching with Kevin. Um, he was a head XFL coach. Oh. In Houston, Houston. Got you. So me and a buddy, Noel Mazzoni, were going to go with him and coach uh, with him. And uh, and it didn't end up happening. Noel didn't go either. So that's why I was like, uh, we, we kind of didn't go. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, I don't know what happened. Don't know what happened. Man. That's crazy, man. But uh, real quick, back to the car situation. You were supposed to show me how to change. Hey, my by the way, got to cut you off. <laughs> you already did. You know that he's a Naptown's finest, right? Far East Side. Who? Kevin Sumlin. He ain't from Naptown, is? I ain't never heard that before. Let me man, see. Kevin Sumlin is one of the most OG family. His family is one of the most OG gangbang. No, he said Kevin said son was born in Alabama, August third. Look it up, man. I know something, man, for 30 years. I know where he's from. He's from Naptown, Far East Side, homie. Ain't no, let me say, let me say. Uh, you ain't got to look. I'm telling you right now. He later attended Bray, Bray Buff. Jay Sue, the Indianapolis, where he played football, basketball, ice hockey. We went to Bray Buff? They shitty. We used to tell him to beat Bray, hey, Bray hey, Buff. Hey, ass hey, for questions for everybody in the chat. When is Smitty going to start listening to JB? I just want to know. I didn't know Summer was grooving now. Okay, hey, hey, I kind of rock with Summer. No wonder he he, he didn't been so good and great. Hey, hey, free Summer, man. Free Summer. Get him out of the pen, man. Don't don't just start going past what the fuck I just said he where he was from and go into your own old shit. I'm trying to tell you, when is is Big Smitty going to start listening to the old head finally? That's a poll question. I'm just saying that's my like that's my hood though. So when I found out another no, legend or great hood that you, nah, you it's, it's still my hood because he ain't he wasn't born there. He his parents moved there. He, he grew up there a little bit and he cut out. I just left. I just left five years ago. I spent twenty three years in my city. I'm solidified. Ask anybody about Big Smitty. I'm a Far East Side legend. Point blank. Period. 
And I'm not just an East Side legend no more. I'm a Naptown legend. I can go East, West, North, or South. Hi. Hey, Michelle. How you doing, Michelle? Let's talk about the recent facts or alleged facts that have emerged today. I just wanted to shut Smitty up and talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, Michelle. Um, Everybody love Michelle. JB, when are you going to teach me how to change my oil? I mean, it's a you're 35 years old. It's unbelievable. I got no. Nah, I mean, it is what it is. Like you're never too old to stop learning. I just I didn't I didn't learn the shit. Blame well, you got brakes. old car, so bring it over. I'll teach you how to change the oil, the brakes, fucking pat check, change your pads, bleed the motherfuckers. I can. We could do what? You could change the oil filter, air I filter. Do all, I didn't need to change my oil. I don't want to do all that. I need to change my oil. I'm not. I ain't trying to get up. I'm just changing my oil. Just change my oils. I'm trying to do. And I think my shit is up for oil change, like right now. If I'm being real with you. Hey, we're gonna end the show for the last ten minutes with my who I say are the best five NFL coaches. So we're gonna end with that. But before that. Um, I am going to teach you how to change the oil because Kelly even knows how to change the oil. Smash or pass? Homie. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Happy day said smash. Alan said smash. Alan, you skinny. Alan, you weigh 174 pounds. Hey, those skinny cats be wanting that big ass. Huh? Exactly. Yeah, those skinny dudes like the big. I'm about to say that they love the big woman. I don't know what it is, bro. It's be the skinniest, smallest dudes. Love a big woman. I don't know what it is. Everybody in the chat laughing at me because I don't know how to change the oil. I'm. I'm not saying I don't know how to do it. I just it, it, it legs, homie. Gotta be Kyler Murray legs. <laughs> she can't even move her legs. I'm trying to fix. Y'all bitch walking. That one bitch is walking, homie. Look at that bitch walking, homie. Hold up. That one bitch stopped and she's walking, homie. <laughs> Hold up. Look at the bitch coming in the back. She's walking. <laughs> Look at her right here. Watch this one right here in the end. Y'all silly as hell, man. She's walking, homie. Hey, that sand, hey, that sand ain't no joke. That sand ain't no joke, though. That sand ain't no joke. That sand ain't no joke, JB. Is it Dogging the sand, homie, or is it the fucking the fact beach? that she weighs 380? I mean, that on top of the sand, it ain't, ain't, no, ain't no joke. You know what I'm saying? So, Oh, man, my man, man. Goodness. Hey. All right, let's get into brass tax real quick. If you guys want to call in, we'll give you a chat to call in. Um, members only, though. Ten minutes left. Members only. Call in. Yeah. Super chat. If you want your question asked, super chat. We will answer your question. Let's get it. Ten minutes left, man. The final 10, JB. The final 10 minutes of the show. Let's get it. What you got in your mind? Man? We got a lot going on. NBA's back today. Big time games is going on. I'm low-key. For a while, I haven't been in NBA mode at all. But now that it's finally here, I am. I ain't gonna lie. I am a little excited about. Can we end the show with NBA then? Can we do it? Yeah, yeah. Let me give. Let me give you my top five NFL coaches first. Let's do it then. It's probably gonna take. It's probably gonna fight with you, but and I'm gonna tell you right now, Shanahan ain't in it. <laughs> Shanahan ain't in the motherfucker. I'll tell you that right now. So I'm gonna start off at number one. I'm gonna put Andy Reid at one right now. Put Andy Reid at one. I was gonna go five to one. But it's no it's no suspense that way with this particular right. situation since I've already told you Shanahan ain't in my top five. So right. I'm gonna start with Andy Reid at one. And if we want to be recent biased, 
and I'll keep Belichick out for the simple fact, for the sake of the drill, we like to say as coaches, for sake of the drill, I'm going to keep him out for right now. So I'm going to go Andy Reid A, all right, number one. Yeah. Number two for right now, in my opinion, it's tough, man, but it's a tough one. Um, in my opinion, it's a real tough one. But right now, I'm going to put Sean McVay at two. I'm going to put Nick Sirianni at three for recency bias. Mm. I mean, what he's done in Philly is is kind of unbelievable. I'm going to put Zach Taylor at four for what he's done and rebuilt a program in Cincinnati that was a bad one. Already been to a Super Bowl, should have been to two. And... For number five, it's an interesting one. Um, it's it's it's. I got a lot to choose from. You got Pete Carroll. I'm just giving you names out there who who could be. It could be Pete Carroll. It could be Belichick. It could be, uh, it could be Doug Peterson. It could be, uh, Sean Payton. It could be Sean McDermott. Um, but I'm gonna go with John Harbaugh. Um. John Harbaugh is clearly continuing to do what he does with a quarterback who's a shot putter who can't throw the ball over 25 yards on a line and continues to build a defense in a run game and shot gets putter. guys to buy in. Gets guys to buy in. Gets guys to buy in. What quarterback are you um, and that's where it is. And then I'd have Belichick, Carroll, and uh, Sean Payton, and uh, Doug Peterson on that outside looking. All these old, all these old motherfuckers. Why? So let me ask you this: Why Sirianni? Why and how is Sirianni above Shanahan? Because recency bias. That's what you want to live by. No, I mean, I'm. I know, but what, I'm just saying why though. Like what? what like what? I'm just curious. Yeah, he, went like, to, like, he went to the Super Bowl most recently. You said um, he went to Super Bowl. He went to a mo- he went to a Super Bowl more. I'm just, okay, I know, but you say he went. And that's it. He just went. That's all he did. I mean, right now, yeah, that's good. That's your. Criteria. So I'm that's saying, your I'm saying, criteria. I'm saying, I'm saying, Shanahan. That's your criteria. That's why I'm picking him. Uh-huh. But Shanahan did the same shit, didn't he? No, not last year. He didn't. He did the same shit, didn't he? No, he lost to the guy I'm mentioning. Yeah, because both his quarterbacks oh, got hurt. Okay, well, we're playing your game. He had, so, he, he had CMC at fucking quarterback. So recent bias, I'm taking Sirianni. Why are you arguing against your own fucking rules? <laughs> all right, bro. But if it's recency bias, then. I killed them all, y'all. I if it's recency bias, then. Why Harbaugh shouldn't be be in front of motherfucking Shanahan because he ain't been to an AFC championship in the, in the recent years. Oh, so I didn't hear what you said. Say it again. If if it's recency bias, if that's what you're going by, then how the hell is Harbaugh ahead of Shanahan when Harbaugh hasn't been back to the AFC championship in years, JB. What he's doing right now. I like his trend right now, this year, recency bias. What he's doing right now, I like better than what the Niners are doing. That's why. So when you when you use when you use Sirianni, you use last season going to the Super Bowl. When you use Harbaugh, you use what they're doing right now yes, currently with the regular bias. season right now. I'm using your recent Bits and I, I, exactly. Pieces. It's all recent, though. It's all recent. All recent. So you, so you don't like what Shanahan recently been doing? No, he lost the last two games. Sirianni won the other night. <laughs> again, got him, y'all. Got him again. Got him. I ain't got about to argue him. like this, man. We got super chat right now. Max Hess, man. Top three linebacker duos in the NFL is really tight. Number one, we are gonna go with the Ravens. We are gonna go with uh. P. 
Queen and my guy Roquan Smith. Number two, we're going to go with Fred Warner and Greenlaw. And number three, but they're climbing. We're going to go with climbing, excuse me. We're going to go with Zaire Franklin and, and uh, Shaq Leonard or Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed. However way you want to do it, man. Top three linebacker duels in the NFL, man. Appreciate you back there. I ain't going to argue with this dude, man. I, I could uh, kill I him when we got five news. minutes. <laughs> we're, not, we're not breaking news, but I got to break this. The Department of Justice, okay, the DOJ. Mm-hmm. Is investing, is investigating in the the NBA for alleged anti-competitive behavior targeted at the Big Three and Ice Cube per TMZ. Some current players have expressed a desire to play in the Big Three in the offseason. As the Big Three sees it, the NBA has prevented guys from doing so. Adam Silver and Cube got a beef going. What's your take on that right now? Well, you know, I've been... Ice Cube has been kind of talking about, you know, alluding to NBA not really leaning in and like not necessarily like saying they should help him, but just saying, hey, we could work together. Like the big three isn't a threat to the NBA and the NBA isn't a threat to the big three. It's two entirely kind of different entities in different leagues. The big three is a, a, a way for retired NBA guys to still have a chance to continue to play a little bit. And for younger guys who are very talented, who might play in like the Drew League or something like that, who don't have NBA opportunities to play in there, I don't see why why there is a beef, why there is an issue. I think I think it's, I, I think it's crazy, you know what I'm saying, that the NBA is even seen it as a threat. Um, some current players have expressed a desire to play victory all season as the victory season. The NBA has been a guy. I just – I, I, I get it from a contract stand. I don't know though because I know I don't even say it because players can play like overseas and shit. Like Luca will go play for his country and shit during the off season. There's no issue, but he can't play for the. But if you want to play for the big three, you couldn't do it. I don't know, man. I, I, I just, hey, hey, Ice Cube picked off the pissed off the. You know, Ice Cube came out in the summer and was like, yeah, the the the, the what do you call him the the group. The, Whatever you call, it, yeah, uh, it's true. I mean, if you talk shit about somebody, whether it's true or not, you can't expect them to look out for you either. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of, I, I see both sides. Good, NBA's good old boys. We call them the good old boys or something. Something like that. You know what I mean? Illuminati, whatever. Like you know, whatever you want. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Eddie Manyweather, homie. Time out. Where's the super chat at? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen to this shit right here, Vix me. I should just end the show. Let's put, let's put me in a bad mood. I've been in a good mood all show, Jamie. That, that just kind of pissed me off. Oh, what motherfucker was talking about? Recency bias. We actually got into an argument and a fucking fight. Me and Smitty are about to fight in person over yeah. recency bias. And you bring up Jimmy fucking Johnson from 25 years ago. You fucking racist, Eddie. That's the opposite of recency bias. Shout out to Jimmy Johnson. Shout out to Fox. This dude right here. And he said that he doubled down on it. He doubled down on it, JB. I'm not even going to yell. He doubled down. Why don't you have Jimmy Johnson on your list of coaches? You lost me. Big Smitty, I can't even yell no more about this cat. He he changed his profile picture. Can you bring it up? Yeah, I'm going to bring it back up. Bring it back profile up. picture. Is that really him? It looked like a dude from San Andreas from Grand Theft Auto. I think it might be CJ from San Andreas. I'm not for sure. 
I have I no idea know. what that is, but I'll take v- your video word. game, video game, video game character, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I don't uh, know. I mean, so then we're gonna redo our coaches. We're gonna do our redo our top five coaches of all time list so we could adhere to our producer, mm-hmm. uh, Eddie Manyweather. So I'm gonna have Don Shula. I'm yeah. gonna put tag. I'm gonna put uh, Bill Walsh. Yeah. Um, it's a sad moment on the show for the show right yeah. now. It's a sad, sad moment for the show. Yeah. I don't know if it's sadder that I block Eddie forever or we keep him on. Can we put like, him in time? Is there a way to put him in time out without blocking him? Like, I don't know. I feel like he just needs to be punished in some way. It's, it's a really sad moment. I don't want to block him because he's a guy who's been dedicated to us. Even though he pisses me off, he does tune in. I think I think he's a member. Um, but yeah, man. Fuck. Dak Prescott Cologne for those nights when you don't want to score. There you go. There you go, Eddie. <laughs> you should put Eddie in the background like this. Bring so. up Eddie's picture, will you? Right now, bring up Eddie's picture. Yeah, let me find. Let me find it real quick. I gotta scroll up and find Eddie's it. Picture with it, I want to bring up Eddie's picture with that. There it go. is. Eddie and Dak together forever. Um, Eddie probably smells like Badussi. You spray on some Dak signature Dak over the Badussi, and you guess who you get, Smitty. What? Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> Yo, man. I don't even know what to say, y'all. Oh, my God. Eddie Eddie. just ruined it. I mean, I don't know. Where's where's Eddie? Most racist show on earth right here. R-A-C-C-C-I-I-I-S-S-S. Racist. Um... It was a good show, man. I mean, the last five minutes was kind of shitty because of Eddie. But other than that, it was a hell of a show, man, throughout... Big time guest. Shout out to Big Matt dropping his show zero to sixty. Uh, he said dropping what next Tuesday? I think is what he said. Monday, Monday, Monday. Excuse me, next Monday. So make sure y'all subscribe, follow him on all the pages. Steve Kim made it back from Miami. Big time win. Doctor Jesse Morris came in with a super clean suit fitted. You know what I mean? Gave us the, all the insight on the injuries. And uh, man, we got another loaded show tomorrow, JB. Man, we do, we just keep giving it to him back to back. Hey, we to got back. a fan favorite. We got a fan favorite coming on this show yes. on Thursday. And I don't mm. know if we have any OG fans in here. And I don't know if I still have the video. I wish I did. Do I still have the video in here? Oh, I do have the video in here. Let me show you this video real quick. So all you guys out there, just watch this guy right here. Let me ask you this. This is, a, this is a totally different subject because I'm sitting there watching this NASCAR and I've had this conversation with multiple people. NASCAR drivers, athletes or no? Yes, this is why. Um, now, th- I define an athlete by a cat that can, that looks. We're going to get into it. He brought oh. up a hell of a debate right there. Tyoka Jackson will be back on the show Thursday. Former Penn State Nittany Lion, L.A. Ram linebacker, St. Louis Ram linebacker. Um, he's going to come on and talk about the softness of the NFL, the tackle lack of. We're going to bring on uh, our main man, Tyoka Jackson. He'll be back on Thursday, this Thursday. It'll be a fun one because Smitty will get to have that banter with him. He always has some funny-ass questions, man. He's a good dude. Um, is NASCAR sport, Big Smitty? You know what? Back in the days, I used to say no, but it is because learning more about it, they actually be working out. They got certain like shit they do, technology they use where uh, you kind of prepare for the force that you're going to have and the impact you have from driving. When you're driving that fast, it, you're burning calories. You have to be locked in and focused. It's a sport. How about a jockey? Horse jockey. 
What they do? They, they ride the horse? I mean, I think it's more than that, but yeah. Is he an athlete? Yeah, you got to be an athlete. Yeah. He, hey, now, the question, the hey, question is... They're not athlete. He said the car's doing the act. No, but listen, you can be an athlete and not be athletic. It's a difference. I know. I say that all the time. All the time, so... Eddie Manyweather, now we're back to being the best show, huh? And he changed his picture again. This motherfucker is crazy. Did, did he? <laughs> yeah, look, he changed his picture again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to Eddie. He does he does give us content, even though he said some wild shit. He gives us content, gives us shit, shit to talk about and argue about. So it's all good, man. Shout out to Eddie. Let's end the show with some white people shit, y'all, real quick. Oh, man. How's that happen? Is this you from last chance you? How's this happen? <laughs> he had no belt on, JB. He had no belt on, player. Big khakis, man. Big khakis. Hey, uh, who you got? Lakers, Dunk Nuggets. Come on, now I'm going with the Lakers, man. Lakers pissed off. They've been hearing all the noise the Nuggets been saying all year long. And Jokic is not in shape. I'm going to be real with you. He's not in shape. He, he gets in shape later on in the year. Lakers going to win by about 10 points today. I feel good about that. And it's another game on two, Suns and Warriors. KD's first time back in no in, uh, Draymond Green, no Draymond. Yeah, and KD's first time back in the Bay. I think in quite some time. I, I like the Suns, man. That new big three, him, Bill, and uh, Booker. Ooh, we we I, are gonna I, see CP three today, though. This ain't gonna work. That's my prediction. This Hell, right here, Milwaukee's not gonna work. My prediction. You're lying, bro. There's no way you believe that. This is the one big duo, whatever. That's going to work seamlessly. It's going to take them 10 games to get comfortable playing with each other. And after that first 10 games, it's going to be fluid. Why? You have a big in Giannis. I know he carries the ball, but he's still a big. And you have a guy like Dame who can play off ball, knock down shooter from anywhere on the court. To me, it's the modern day Shaq and Kobe. Not saying they're going to be as great. Not saying Giannis is Shaq. Definitely not saying Dame is Kobe. I'm saying from a standpoint of how it's such a natural connection it took a while for d wade and lebron to pair together because they're both so ball dominant they're both technically guards but the way Giannis plays and the attention he draws from driving to the paint is very beneficial and it works perfectly with a dame dollar who can knock down threes like the best old man that's gonna be a dominant team they'll be in the Eastern Conference finals bare minimum hold on i got something to say though first of all number one i don't like i don't like it I don't think the vibe's gonna work. Number one, um, I don't see it working. Milwaukee's gonna be a bust. Um, number two, did you see Paul Pierce and KG? Paul Pierce said that Wimbenyama is the top five skilled player right now of anybody. Him and KG argued it. Skilled, skill. I mean, top five could be a little bit of a stretch, but if we're saying just skill, we're not talking about best player. We're just saying skill. Skill set. He said his skill set. He could fall away. He could cross you. He could dunk on you. He could shoot the three. He said, and Kim and KG agreed. KG said he's seven foot five. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be hey, real. what the fuck do you want, Eddie? <laughs> hey, nah, man, nah. I was just saying, though, Jimmy Johnson, he wanted to, he should be number one because, like, him and Pete Carroll did the same thing. Eddie, 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 Eddie. We weren't talking about all. We weren't talking about all time coaches list, Eddie. We were talking about the top five coaches in the NFL right now, today, in the present moment. That wasn't our all time list. 
Oh, damn. I was just saying, because he, he always mentioned Pete Carroll, and I was just, you know, Jimmy Johnson was the first to ever do it. You know, you got to give him his homage. So, you know. If we were know. talking about all-time list, we would have said Jimmy Johnson. I work at Fox Sports. Jimmy Johnson's a legend. We, we understand yeah. that, but we're talking. You got to listen, Eddie. You yeah, my bad. My bad. He won the best ever. I just, you know, I'm a Cowboys and a Lakers fan, so I'm just, you know, I love my team, man. Just And then another thing, that, too, man. and the Lakers, the Lakers, they're going to look out. They're going to do something this year, so. Now we're agree on that. We're all Lakers. I know. You're gonna come on here and you're gonna say they're shitty. Not gonna say the Lakers still gonna win. No, they're they shitty. Right. Nah, they gonna do. Hey, coach, you gotta see. You you cursed us last year. You didn't expect us to go to the Western Conference Finals, and we look look. Nobody expect us to do that this year. Watch, man. I'm just you. You cursed our team, man. I'm like, damn, coach. Oh, you gotta curse the Lakers, man. It's our it's our year, man. Like LeBron, high he's high rise. Are you on a high rise? Where are you trapping right now? You got the black hoodie on with a book bag. Like oh no, like, I'm just I'm just now getting off work. I'm uh catching the train right now. You know I'm out here. Okay, you on the metro? Where you at? The 105? Nah, the uh yeah, this right here, the uh, E-Line, West LA. Oh, I, I forgot can't. Eddie is in LA. I've been forgetting he actually yeah. out here. Uh, yeah, I hear you. All right, I hear you, man. hey, Dak Prescott. Probably top five oh, yeah. quarterbacks of all time. Oh, another thing about the Cowboys, man. We the top five team in the in the league right now, man. Like just like <laughs> um, anyway, um, all right, Eddie. We'll be back tomorrow for work boot Wednesday. Eddie out of his goddamn mind. That's why it's the realest show on planet Earth. We let the real ones call in. All the loyal ones, everybody, all the members, we'll be calling in all week long because we got Matt, Matt and I and Smitty got a bet on. Lakers, I'm be watching that game tonight. Best believe I'm be watching that game tonight. How about that? And I'm betting that I I want some fucking Coach JB coach with, with, with Big Smitty hoodies purchased by Big Matt tomorrow. Yeah, I ain't going to lie. Hey, business been slow on my end. I need some sales. So I hope we win. Like, come on, Lakers. Come on, Brian. I'll never root for Brian. Come on, Brian. Tonight, like I need we need 500 likes a day to break the algorithm. They got a shadow ban. I don't think they got a shadow ban. But <laughs> we need to break the algorithm. Pound the like. 200 plus. We had seven, 800 people in here, and we got 200 likes. Come on, man. Pound the like button on Uncle three. Pound the like moves. button on me. One, two, three. Peace. Missing. We switched it and filled the gap. Smitty and Jason Brown, we killed it, yeah, it's a wrap. We won the games we missing. We switched it and filled the gap. You are now tuning out to the Coach JB.